City FC is on the air. Headed on and it's headed in by Sean Tosh at the near post. And there's the opening goal for Lou City. Nearly 15 minutes in and it's Mogel to Tosh from the corner. Right here on ESPN 680 and 105.7. Headed in. It's a second corner kick goal for Louisville City and they take the lead through Elijah Winder. Now here's Jeff Milby and Casey Whitfield. Well, it's going to be a little different than uh, Jeff Milby and myself. I'm alongside Benton Newman here. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. I got some big shoes to fill, but uh, we'll, we'll see how it goes. It's going to be great. We're going to have a little bit of a different broadcast today, but we're going to keep it fun and exciting. So instead of the powerful Jeff Milby, because who can really replace him? I mean, let's be honest. Absolutely nobody. I, I don't think it's possible. Now, so. I do not have that beautiful voice that he has i compliment all the time like man you got the perfect voice for this i'm jealous i mean it's uh, there's there's no way to replace it so instead of us trying and just utterly failing we thought we would do something a little different and come at you with a little bit of a side-by-side action so if you're listening tonight you want to make sure that you can also tune in to the tv feed or the tv broadcast you're gonna be able to follow along with the game our plan is to have a little bit of commentary going on talking about the game and then giving you some more play-by-play action as it gets into the final third. So we aren't completely shaming the game and doing Jeff Milby's role in injustice, but we're just going to spice it up a little bit tonight. Yeah, we're going to try a little something different, and we also want to interact with the fans. So make sure if you guys are on Twitter, use the hashtags LooCity and NMVLOU for the match. We'll keep an eye on those. Maybe we'll read the good ones on air. I'm hoping for some funny ones that come out there. Uh, you can also text us on the UPS Jobs text line, 4379. 680. We'll repeat that throughout the throughout the broadcast here. But we want to, we really do want to hear from you guys. Share us your thoughts, your opinions, any jokes that you have. Let's spice things up. Let's make it fun. I think it should be fun. I mean, it's a late night, loose city late night after dark kind of thing. So we got the text line open, uh, but it's it's going to be a really fun game today. I think this matchup presents to be an interesting matchup because you have Louisville City who is clinched, but they're now fighting for home field advantage, and then you have New Mexico who's just outside and I believe tonight with a loss they are eliminated from contention. Yeah, not to take anything away from Louisville City's accomplishments, but I think they'd even tell you this is where they don't really care about making the playoffs. It's about being as high up as possible. Um, you know, Parts of the season has not gone to plan, so right now we're trying to vie and try to lock up a home playoff spot. It's a tight race with Memphis right now, tied on points. However, uh, they do lead on goal differential. So what we need to do and what Louisville City needs to do is control what they can control, and that's getting as many points as they can this final stretch and keep that opportunity alive to get that home field advantage. And as you said, the New Mexico's uh, season, it's on the line right now, so they're going to, they're backed into the corner. They're going to be a tough opponent. Yeah, it's, I don't think it's going to be an easy match whatsoever because, I mean, think about the Miami game. Miami was fighting for their life as well, and, and look at how that game played out, and so I think you're going to have another match where it's just going to be an absolute battle on the field where it's not going to be some sort of easy road game. It's not going to be just a, we're going to go there, we're going to get three points, and we're going to leave. They're going to have to really earn those three points. Yeah, and a little bit of credit to New Mexico. I think their table standing is slightly misleading because the West is a very tough place to play right now this season. A lot of good teams over there, so I think they're probably a little better than that table position might indicate. I mean, as far like on offensive uh, statistics go, 
maybe slightly better than Louisville City on the season average. They're eighth in gold scores per match and tenth on shots on target. That's better than Louisville City's sixteenth and eighteenth, respectively. And they're also going to be playing at home. Louisville City is going to have been traveling all the way there. It's you know, almost across the country. So there's a few things going against Louisville City in this one. Well, and the, the travel we know has been so difficult this season because of how unpredictable flights have been. I mean, anybody that has traveled recently knows what a headache and what a stressor it is to travel. And so just having that as a factor as well, it always plays a difference. And so I think it's going to be really interesting to see how they match up. We're going to talk a little bit more about this and what we kind of think each team maybe needs to do or what Lou City needs to do to be able to get the win when we come back after this break. The Boost by Kroger Plus membership is more than worth it. Because every time you shop for your groceries, you get two times fuel points and free delivery on your purchase. Try it free for 30 days and start saving big today. With Boost by Kroger Plus, you'll have less worries and more rewards. So what are you waiting for? Join now. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Eligible for free grocery delivery on orders over $35. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You knew the risks when you decided to drive drunk. There could be a crash. People could get hurt or killed. But that didn't stop you, did it? You knew you could get arrested. You could incur huge legal expenses. And you could possibly even lose your job. You were well aware of the consequences of driving drunk. But one thing's for sure. You were wrong when you said it was no big deal. Drive sober or get pulled over. This message brought to you by NHTSA. Burger King is a proud sponsor of the Loose City Football Club this season. Stop into one of our Metro Louisville restaurants to fuel up before heading over to Lynn Family Stadium for a game. Or swing by afterwards to celebrate a win. Enjoy the $5 Whopper Junior Duo. Purchase any two Whopper Juniors for just $5. Have you tried the BBQ Bacon and Cheese Whopper Junior? It's a delicious way to feed your family or the whole supporter group. Your local BK teams are rooting for you this season. Loose City, go purple. At BK, where you have it your way. You rule. Nance and Craft Florist, family owned and operated in Louisville since 1850. A local one-stop shop for flowers, whether it's for a special occasion or no reason at all. Nance and Craft Florist, 141 Breckenridge Lane. Call 502-897-6551 for nationwide shipping and same-day local delivery for any occasion. Online at nanceandcraft.com. Remember, you don't need a reason to brighten someone's day with beautiful flowers from Nance and Craft. Proud partner of Louisville City FC. It's Danny Cruz, and you're listening to Louisville City FC right here on ESPN 680, 1057, and the ESPN Louisville app. You're listening to Louisville City FC pre-match coverage on ESPN Louisville. Now, here's Jeff Milby and Casey Whitfield. We're back here with you just about 10 minutes before kickoff in New Mexico. And before we get talking about lineups and some of the changes that have been made to Lucy's lineup, there's a, another really important match going on right now up in Chicago. Racing Louisville facing the Chicago Red Stars about to be approaching halftime. And they're currently down one Oh, so not really the position that they want to be in. I mean, they, they really need to win out to have a have a shot at the playoffs. Things are really tight on the NWSL table, so we're trying to cheer on our, our hometown ladies as well. I 
I appreciate. Oh, it's it's always tough when they when the two teams play on the same day. I like to enjoy them both. It's really hard when one's home and one's away. You go you go to the home match generally, and you have to miss the the away match. But thankfully, you can you can double screen it. Right right now, you can pull, pay full attention to the racing. So we will we'll, we're going to keep a keep a second eye on that one. Oh yeah, we have to be watching that. Uh, I I do think that racing doesn't look as strong, and they're playing Chicago, who is. Again, in the NWSL, it's so tight, so they're fighting for their lives. They're they're sitting second to last, I think, currently, but have the opportunity with this win to be able to be two points outside of the playoffs. So, again, it's just so crazy. But racing has had the better of Chicago so far this season. I'm, I'm going to be blunt. I mean, Chicago's not a good team. No. I mean, point-wise, they still might kind of be in the mix, but they've minus, like, what was it? I think, minus 16 goal differential. Like they are by far and away have the have the biggest one. So I definitely really saw this one as a I'll use the word a winnable match for for racing Louisville. Um, we'll disappoint to see them down right now at this point. But we again we'll see how things pan out. See if they. Uh, they find their, their second wind in the locker room at halftime. Yeah, we'll keep you all posted with that one again. That game just about a minute away from halftime. They're down 1-0 currently up in Chicago. But for Lou City, there's a, a new face in the lineup. Most of the, the personnel stays the same, but Paulo Del Piccolo jumping into the lineup there. How do you think that a three-back, kind of that five-back system has been helping Lou City so far in these matches? I love the 3-5-2. I think this is the year where the three-back system has really kind of clicked. And, and worked well for the team. We've seen uh, we've seen it try to be used over the past few seasons to kind of I'd say mixed results, if you will. Our uh, kind of a four three three has been the traditional shape, the tried and true method. But this year, I think we've really kind of cracked the code. I do like the inclusion of Paulo de Piccolo. Yes, his legs might not be what they used to be, but he has a tremendous game IQ. He's going to just be going to be like the quarterback in the pocket. They're really dictating the action. I think that's going to be particularly helpful for for like a young player like Carlos M- uh, Mogal next to him as well. Well, and I think they haven't been successful with the 3-5-2 really up until this year because of the personnel. They haven't had the people to be able to properly fill those positions. And I feel like this year with the addition of bringing Kyle Adams in, it really has just solidified that. I mean, we did have Winder in the back there, but I, I don't think that he truly fit that. Yeah, even then, like we knew, we knew Widener was was on his way out, and good, and, right. and good for him. I mean, you know, totally fine with that. We had Jordan Scarlett as the backup, but unfortunately, he was injured, so he we had to go injured. for a period without that. I'm, I'm glad that Coach Cruz and the staff were able to rectify that, getting a Kyle Adams from a, a soon-to-be defunct San Diego team. So got him a new home. He's, uh, I mean, he's been a real solid addition for the team. Real, real nice guy. Talked to him a few times. Really, uh, really enjoy him. Really good on the pitch. Can't ask for much more, right? Yeah, but I, I, th- I think that this lineup's going to match up really well against New Mexico. They're playing in what appears to be a 4-2-3-1. And I think the biggest factor for Louisville City that has made the biggest difference are the outside backs. Manny Perez and Oscar Jimenez will be filling those roles tonight. And just the work ethic that those two have getting up and down the field, I think they've just been pivotal so far in this success for Louisville City. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of weight on their shoulders running on the flanks. I, like, I mean, I'm glad that we're going to be able to kind of flood them midfield and control things. Louisville City's approach always has, and I imagine will continue to be, they're going to play their game. Yes, they're going to want to understand what the opponent's playing, but 
they don't really care. They're going to play their their game. They're going to be. They're going to get the better of most of the teams. And I think this is going to be an, uh, another one here again. Not to look past, past New Mexico, but I think New Mexico is going to be the one having to adapt more to our play style than vice versa. Well, and I think that's the way that it should be. I think you need to understand the way the other team plays, but then also figure out a way to impose your style so you can control the game. The front three for Louisville City have been kind of very interchangeable so far. I'm kind of including... Jorge Gonzalez pushed up a little bit more with that front three there. Um, but Wilson Harris, Brian Ombi, and Gonzalez, what do you think of them? I, I personally love the way that those three players play together. I do. I mean, Brian Ombi is always a lethal weapon when he's on the pitch. Always exciting fans, and for good reason. Wilson Harris, what a tear he's been on. Has it been like, what, four or five straight games he's been scoring? He's been red hot, and he's coming hot at the right time. Jorge Gonzalez, he also he does a lot of contributions. I think that uh, you know, some people might not always recognize what he does um, add and bring to the pitch and uh, so he's a bit of a difference maker and not to mention some of the weapons that we have on the bench available as well I think there's a, a lot of cool options one thing I do want to point out before I forget about it is that Although this is Louisville City's first official match with New Mexico, they did meet in the preseason, so they will have seen uh, this this team before. So I think that there's going to be this element of a little bit of familiarity knowing how some of these guys played, at least having lined up against them once already this early in the season. Yeah, so some slight familiarity, and we'll get into that a bit more. I'll have my keys for you guys on the other side of this break. You're listening to ESPN Louisville. Jefferson Animal Hospital and Regional Emergency Center has been serving Louisville and Southern Indiana communities open 24 hours, 365 days for emergency and routine examinations. Does your pet currently need vaccines? A middle-of-the-night appointment provides the same high-quality care and affordable cost as a regular mid-afternoon appointment. At Jefferson Animal 24-Hour Hospital, doctors and trained staff are always here to care for your pet. Schedule your pet's next checkup at jeffersonanimalhospital.com. A Germantown gem, Four Pegs, is the place to be this spring and summer. Daily preparations by award-winning chef Chris Williams and crew include their well-known smoked meats such as their infamous smoked bologna sandwich and ever-changing flavored wings. And don't forget to check out their new beautiful patio where you can enjoy the full menu and bar. Some special offerings include Wing Wednesdays, Trivia Sundays, and Late Night Happy Hours. Four Pegs also features a food truck and catering for hire. It's Four Pegs. They have what you crave. 1053 Goss Avenue. You're listening to Kentuckiana's ESPN 680, WHBE Newburgh and 1057 WHBE FM Eminence Frankfurt. Burger King is a proud sponsor of the Loose City Football Club this season. Stop in to one of our Metro Louisville restaurants to fuel up before heading over to Lynn Family Stadium for a game. Or swing by afterwards to celebrate a win. Enjoy the $5 Whopper Junior Duo. Purchase any two Whopper Juniors for just $5. Have you tried the BBQ Bacon and Cheese Whopper Junior? It's a delicious way to feed your family or the whole supporter group. Your local BK teams are rooting for you this season. Blue City, go purple. At BK, where you have it your way. You rule. Energy comes in a world of forms. So LG&E and KU are creating Kentucky's sustainable energy future using a mix of sources. The right mix of balanced and flexible, of responsible and affordable. With new thinking and investing in modern natural gas plants, four times more solar than previously planned, and our most customer efficiency programs ever. The right mix, moving us toward a cleaner energy future today. 
You're listening to Louisville City FC pre-match coverage on ESPN Louisville. Now, here's Jeff Milby and Casey Whitfield. Just minutes from the start in New Mexico. But before we get started, here are the keys to the game. So tonight, Louisville City has to be aggressive in the box. We have to make sure that we are being aggressive and trying to score as many goals as possible. Goal differential could be a big factor when it comes to the comes down to the end of it all and about home field advantage and playing away. So we have to make sure that we're doing everything in our power to put some goals in the back of the net so we can really increase that goal differential and the next composed on set pieces we've been struggling with conceding goals on set pieces so we have to make sure that we're composed and on our defensive shape and we are aware of where our marks are and we are clearing the ball away to safety so we don't allow New Mexico to have any clean looks on target and then finally consistent for the full 90 we've been struggling with putting together a complete match so we have to make sure that we start the match strong we keep our energy and effort high and we are in Imposing our style on them from the start. And Casey, because this is a special broadcast, let's add one more special key to the All match. Right, what you got? I said we got to come out and we have to punch them in the mouth early. The vast majority of Louisville City's wins this season have had us scoring first. We need to come out, score first, score early and demortalize them. Remind them that they are playing the two-time USL champions and let them know this is where their season ends. You heard it here. They should have just put this on um, for the pregame broadcast in the locker room for them to hear because that's exactly what they need to do to win. I was staring you down as I said that. I was getting hyped. (laughs) When we come back, we'll have starting lineups and we will be ready to start this match. The Boost by Kroger Plus membership is more than worth it. Because every time you shop for your groceries, you get two times fuel points and free delivery on your purchase. Try it free for 30 days and start saving big today. With Boost by Kroger Plus, you'll have less worries and more rewards. So what are you waiting for? Join now. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Eligible for free grocery delivery on orders over $35. Restrictions apply. See site for details. From their first steps to their first dance. High chairs to high school. At Norton Children's, we know that when you're a parent, one thing stays the same through every stage. Their health is the most important thing in the world to you, which is why it's the only thing we do. Caring just for kids, for all the little things, the big things, and everything in between. NortonChildrens.com slash just for kids for all the care along the way. At Cooper's Craft, we know the barrel makes the bourbon. That's why we make the barrels. Our master coopers raise our barrels by hand, then toast and char the white oak to craft distinct expressions. From the gentle character of our original 82.2 proof to our bold barrel reserve, 100 proof. We use our barrel expertise to build better bourbon from the ground up. Cooper's Craft. Drink responsibly. Cooper's Craft Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. 41.1 to 50% alcohol by volume. Brown Foreman, Louisville, Kentucky. Nance and Craft Florist, family owned and operated in Louisville since 1850. A local one-stop shop for flowers, whether it's for a special occasion or no reason at all. Nance and Craft Florist, 141 Breckenridge Lane. Call 502-897-6551 for nationwide shipping and same-day local delivery for any occasion. Online at nanceandcraft.com. Remember, you don't need a reason to brighten someone's day with beautiful flowers from Nance and Craft. Proud partner of Louisville City FC.
And we're back here about to give you the starting lineup. Starting lineups today are presented by Breeze Airways. Tonight's starting lineups. First, we'll start with New Mexico United in goal. Number 26, Andrew Thomas. Their backs from left to right. Uh, you have Josh Suggs, Kaylin Ryden, Will Seymour, and Arturo Astorga. Their two holding mids will be Justin Portillo and Harry Schwartz. They have three kind of attacking mids sitting in front of those defensive mids, which will be Amando Moreno, Sergio Rivas, and Zico Bailey. And up top, Schneider Borjulin. That's your starting lineup for New Mexico. For Louisville City, familiar back line. You've got Oliver Zimlin. Goal in front of him will be Kyle Adams, Wes Sharpie, and Sean Tosh. The outside back wing back players, I don't really know what that that role is kind of called. I, I guess you could call them outside mids defenders. Uh, you're going to have Manny Perez and Oscar Jimenez playing there. Carlos Moguel and Paulo Del Piccolo in the middle and then up top it'll be a combination of Jorge Gonzalez, Wilson Harris, and Brian Ombi. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm liking what they rolled out here. I, I, was, I was telling you this before the broadcast. At first glance, I was a little miffed that um, Dylan Maris didn't get the start. But the more I thought about it, the more I like the idea of him being an off-the-bench weapon, somebody you can bring in the mix. You already have Wilson Harris. You already have Brian Ombi, if some, um, and even Jorge Gonzalez. If some of those options aren't really producing that you might expect, you got that in your back pocket. And Elijah Widener, too. So, I mean, Dylan was, was, was big last match. So I, I'm really hoping that he sees some time in this one. I'm thinking of it as kind of like a Chicharito thing where it's a super sub. Back in the day for Man U, he would come on and be the super sub. Dylan Maris is kind of the super sub for Lou City, being able to come on. And I think twice now he's come on and had like game winning goals for them. And so just being able to be that factor off the bench, the spark of energy off the bench, I think has just been really, really great for Louisville City. Yeah, so it's it's that better with me the more I thought about it. But at first glance, I'm like, he deserves better than this. But that's all right. That's all right. He'll, he'll, uh, He'll continue to prove his worth. We are have the players on the field at Isotopes Park in Albuquerque, New Mexico. It is a baseball stadium converted into a soccer field. Wilson Harris will have the ball. Lou City will be going from right to left in front of us in their road whites in New Mexico in black going from left to right. And this game is underway. Louisville City starting across the back line. I think it's going to be interesting with them playing on the baseball field. We see Sean Tosh there just already play the ball out of bounds. The width is so different than what they're used to at Lynn Family Stadium. Yeah, and you have to keep in mind the transition to the parts of the infield where they where they have that covered in grass, the little little hitches and whatnot there. But I mean, given the, the nature of this league, they've probably encountered this a few times uh, already before the season. So I like to think that they're prepared, and it's going to be too big of a factor. Ball played back to Zimla, and Zimla having to clear it quickly as New Mexico is starting out with a lot of pressure so far on that back line. Again, they are fighting for their lives in this match, trying to stay alive in playoff contention. I do think Louisville City uh, has a bit of the better of it as New Mexico brings the ball down the right side, playing it back to Astorga. 
I do think they have the better of it, though, playing with the infield in their offensive half in the first half, and then we'll be able to attack the outfield in the second half. Yeah, yeah, I'm fine with that. And right now, I mean, it's still pretty early on. I mean, we're just, what, a little bit more than a minute into the match. It feels like one of these games where Louisville City is going to have a really blow position, uh, possession number. But what I really like about those games is when they do have the ball, it feels always really impactful and meaningful. Here we go. Here's a nice turnover in, the, in New Mexico's third, but knocked out of bounds. I don't think that Louisville City has been able to really catch their breath so far in this start. I think New Mexico has been coming out pretty fast at them already. I am really interested to see, though, because it is so narrow and with this three-back system, typically that works better on a wider surface where those outside backs can really push the width and be able to spread the field out. So it's going to be a little bit more direct-style soccer, I think, uh, than the typical working the ball out wide for Louisville City. And I think New Mexico knows what they're up against right now is in the fact that their season's on the line. They're playing a very tough opponent. They don't want to give us any breathing room at all. They want to come out fast and furious, and they want to be the ones getting on the scoreboard really early and putting themselves in a nice, comfortable position. And don't forget, we want to hear from you all as well during this broadcast. So be sure that you text in and uh, you can tweet at us as well. 437-9680 is the uh, text line. Yeah, always tweet out. Use the uh, Loose City hashtag. I'm keeping an eye on that. I want to see some fun comments from you all. We'll take anything. Anything that you tell us your thoughts. Out of ball is out of bounds. Oliver Zimla with a goal kick. Neither team really able to settle in this one in the first three minutes. We're approaching the three minute mark. Both teams kind of frantic. A yeah. lot of uh, missed errant passes. A lot of balls going out of bounds. Yeah, it's a little bit of that feeling them out kind of situation. Everybody's trying to play fast, but they're still trying to learn what the other other team is going to do. What not? They'll grow into it. Yeah, it's just a matter of settling in. Oliver Zimla waves his players forward and looks like he's going to take this goal kick long, seeing if they can get the ball into their offensive half. Louisville City playing a lot of defense in the middle of the ball in the middle of the pitch quite a bit so far. Header by New Mexico taking it in the midfield. Got some battle for the ball. And kicked long. It looks like this one's going to roll out of bounds for yet another goal kick. Hey, while we're waiting on this uh, next one on here, I heard you mention this Isotopes Park down in New Mexico. Do you know why they are named the, the Isotopes, the AAA baseball team down there? No clue whatsoever. In The Simpsons, there was an episode where Springfield's team was going to be relocated to New Mexico called the Isotopes. And so when they held a poll in New Mexico for this team, they voted for that. So it is quite literally a Simpsons reference. I always thought that was pretty I fun. love that. You have to appreciate that. Wilson Harris picking the ball up, playing it to Brian Omi in the middle. Omi sprays it out wide there to West Sharpie, who's able to keep it just in bounds. It's in that kind of turf grass area. About its second base. Yeah, it's, it's the, the awkward transition there playing back across the back line. Louisville City starting to look a little bit calmer in possession. I think Mogel does really well in that position with, he's grown into it so much this season. I think if you look at him in his first match and then compare him to where he is now, it's a complete different. But ball played forward. Long ball to the top, rolling towards the end line. Looks like Jorge's in possession. Louisville City's in a dangerous spot right now. Whipping the cross in, but kicked out of bounds. Louisville City looking good, though, trying to get forward. Nice throw in on the side there for Oscar Jimenez. He plays it back to Kyle Adams, who has a really poor first touch, and it just goes out of bounds. That happens. you gotta, you got to work those bugs out a little early. Especially when you traveled this far and, and you're trying to get your legs underneath you playing in this new environment. It's 81 degrees. In Albuquerque, New Mexico. That doesn't sound too bad at all. That's not bad. I would take that. It it looks like a really nice night. Weather seems good. Not super windy, so not not too bad there. Carlos kicks it down the end line to Wilson, but it looks like it rolled out. 
Hutton was dancing over the sideline there. If he would have been able to break him through, Wilson Harris would be able to get in behind and potentially get across into the box. Now, Casey, for you, who are you watching on Louisville State team? Who do you think is going to be the difference maker right now in this match? See, I love the way that Jorge Gonzalez plays, and I think that he's starting to come back into his own. I think he's such a dynamic, creative factor, and he makes the players around him better. Looks like Brian Obi is taking down the edge of the box. No foul called. Really surprised that that wasn't a foul. There was a bit of an aggressive. Really dangerous tackle. Yeah, I thought it should have been a foul, but Omi was able to pop back up. It's a throw in there for Oscar Jimenez down that left side, plays it into Gonzalez, tries to find Carlos Mogel making a run in behind, but the ball is cleared out. But as I was saying, I think Gonzalez just creates so much for other players around him, and the movement that he has off the ball makes the players around him look better. Like you could also say the same thing, though, about Brian Ombi. I think the two of those enhance the players around them. Uh, so I think those are the, the big factors. What about you? What do you think? Yeah, high soccer IQs there. Kind of going a similar route. I'm a big fan of Paulo Del Piccolo. Again, he may not have some of the, the physical skills he, he once had, but you just cannot match the intelligence for the game and the leadership that he brings. He's going to bring a nice stability to the, to the midfield and kind of some of the defensive organization. He's not going to go all 90 minutes, but for the 60 whatever minutes that he's out on the pitch, I think he's going to be a big uh, big contribution. Speaking of Del Piccolo, throws the ball into Jimenez. Little link-up play there with Harris. Harris gets in line, tries to cross it, but it is picked up by Andrew Thomas there. An easy grab there at the near post. Louisville City starting to look a bit more dangerous there in the final third. Yeah, really starting to grow into this game a bit, keeping the pressure on New Mexico. I mean, ever since since the beginning, it really hasn't made it down to Louisville City's half. They've done a good job kind of turning the, those early tides. Well, and that's one thing that Louisville City does really well is their pressure, and that's what they're doing right here. With this shorter field, this narrower field, they're going to be able to press a little bit higher and try to see if they can turn New Mexico over there. They force a turnover. New Mexico, under pressure, tries to play it long and forces a turnover. It is now back with Sean Tosh there in his defensive half, just outside of the center circle, looking to advance the ball forward. He plays it up to Paul Del Piccolo, who lays it off to Brian Omi, to Paul Del Piccolo at the top of the box, trying to find Wilson Harris. Harris turns, has Ooh. a shot but it's blocked. Oh, another shot by Carlos. Makes a ricochet, and the goalkeeper makes a save. So Louisville City looking really, really aggressive going forward, but just hasn't been able to break through, hasn't been able to find a moment so far. I noticed even when the ball rolled back to our, our center backs, there's just so much space they had all the time in the world. They were daring New Mexico to press up forward and create more space for our team. I mean, we're really just controlling the game right now. Absolutely dominating the game. You can sense a little bit of frustration. Some of the New Mexico players kind of throwing their hands up at the missed passes from their teammates. Not really able to get much going since the start. And it looks like they're just kind of dropping off of Louisville City, kind of allowing Louisville City to have a little bit of time and space on the ball. And with a team like Lou City, that's not at all what you can do. Yeah. So it's been good possession so far. We've been getting in dangerous areas. I think the next step is getting into more dangerous shooting opportunities. We've had a few shots here, but nothing particularly dangerous yet. Yeah, possession numbers so far. Louisville City at 62% and New Mexico at 38% so far. So definitely in favor of Louisville City as New Mexico tries to get a little bit of possession going across their back line, but it's immediately met with pressure from Louisville City. They have that swarm-like defense, and they're able to get the ball out of bounds, but it's going to be a New Mexico throw and still on their defensive half. Louisville City still trying to press there to get the turnover. Yeah, I mean, they can't even get, they, they can hardly even get it out of their own box. Our, our, our attackers are positioning themselves well to cut off these passing lanes. 
But the only problem is, is like Louisville City does so well with being able to create opportunities. Are already having one shot so far in this match, but it's just coming down to putting the ball in the back of the net. The goals just haven't been coming so far. Yeah, no, not yet. Looks like uh, Paulo crossed over the middle. Loose ball scooped up by New Mexico. They're finally making their press back down into Louisville City's final third. But thankfully, they got numbers back, five players back. Looks like Oscar on the defender on the flank. Ball whipped inside there, but headed away. It's still inside. A nice shot there from New Mexico, but always going wide. Not even threatening for Oliver Zimla. It will be a goal kick there. A little shaky moment, so I think that's the the most that New Mexico has had going forward. The most dangerous they've looked going forward with that service into the box, but really nothing there for them. Manny missed the the header there that resulted in the shot, but he did a very good job of making that a very um, difficult shooting opportunity for for the opposition. But an errant clearance from Louisville City in New Mexico as a ball at the top of the box. Paulo Del Piccolo able to clear it out to find Brian Ombi, who's making a run for it. Right now, it's a 3v3 situation, I think, for Louisville City, but Ombi decides to pull it back and allow a few more of his teammates to get forward. But again, a shaky turnover there in the back. Very uncharacteristic of Louisville City. Yeah, you don't normally see too much of that, and I'm hoping that's about all that we see um, tonight. Looks like Jorge passes in the box. Ooh, a little too far ahead for Wilson Harris to make the shot. Scooped up by the goalkeeper. Again, the ideas are there. It's just the, the, the short field, that ball will work on a, on a different field where you have a little more time and space to be able to slip him in behind. It's really good awareness, though, from Andrew Thomas, the goalkeeper for New Mexico, to come off of his line. But it allows Lou City to get set in their press, and that's exactly what they do, beginning that pressure again, making it difficult for New Mexico as they try to work the ball across the back. There's Portillo trying to whip it to Astorga out on that left side, carrying it up the field. You still have to imagine by this point the the team, like they're probably getting trying to get used to how the ball's rolling in these conditions on the field, particularly when you're kind of getting near that that infield part. I mean, I imagine for a player, it has to be pretty annoying to deal with, really disrupting your rhythm and what you would expect from the weight of a pass. Oh, absolutely. And the change of surface there, it makes a huge difference being able to have a good touch, being able to adjust to when you're running, also the texture underneath your feet because of the change of the surface, not tripping up. Did you ever have a situation like that during your playing days at UofL? Were you ever at some sort of stadium situation where there was some sort of awkward transition like that? They didn't really have as drastic of that. I mean, there'd be a few places where they would patch grass here and there where, it, you know, it, it overgrew or whatever. Nothing too jarring. Nothing too jarring. There was, um, they filled holes with sand. sand. And so sometimes, like, the you would go and you would step in a big sand patch, which was kind of weird, but they did fill the holes on the pitch with sand to kind of help keep an even playing surface. Uh, but that was really about it. Nothing like this. I, I think this is kind of crazy the way that they've been able to design stadiums to be able to double as soccer and baseball. Look, and I, I mean, I know I'm a, I'm a Louisville City homer and I plan to be for the majority of the night, but I do want to give the flowers to New Mexico. They bring quite the crowds even in their baseball stadium. Of, of all the teams in the league, they're near the top of my list for teams I'd like to see have their own proper stadium. They're, they're very good for the league, bring, um, bring nice crowds. Not quite the winners that we are. 
But I like what they're what they're bringing to the table on the West Coast. But you wonder if they invested in a stadium and put some money into it to see if they could if that would invest in the players and help boost the player morale and, and maybe oh, make absolutely. a difference. You know, absolutely. I know they've had some um, some governmental problems. I think some some voting with their city council whatnot didn't quite pass. Um, so you know, you think back to when we were in that situation, things did pass for us and just you know, count our blessings. How fortunate we are to have Lynn Family Stadium ball being played quite a bit in the middle of the field there. Sean Tosh tries to play it long to Wilson Harris. Harris battling there by the end line, but it's going to be called for the foul against, I believe it's Seymour there. Number 16. On the end line, but looking to try to play a little bit more direct there. Both teams battling it out through the middle of the field. Thomas is going to come over and take this set piece here. Not really many stoppages throughout this match. Not many set pieces. It's been a few more throw-ins, but the ref has been letting them play in this game. I like when the ref plays. They don't need to make themselves the, the center of attention. Corbin May is your official for the match. He will be the, the man in charge, the man in green there. He has not done any uh, Louisville City matches before. One of my my weird uh, rituals before the matches is I like to see who the officials are in the last ones they, they've done. You know, to get a little bit of context to see if they've made bad calls against us in the past. So first uh, first time working with Louisville City. I think he predominantly works on the West Coast. We've got our first uh, fifth third free kick there for Louisville City. A foul about at the end line. Louisville City plays it simple and just tries to maintain possession. But a little errant pass there goes out of bounds for a New Mexico throw. Wilson kind of fell to the floor there. So I wonder if there might not have been a little shove or whatnot. Getting a little physical. Maybe a little, little noise coming out from the New Mexico team. Paul Del Piccolo picking up in the middle, and it looks like a late challenge there. The ref going to keep his eye on it, but he's going to play advantage there because Brian Obi has the ball at the top of the box, has a shot, and it's just over the bar. And Brian Obi getting the ball at the top of the box, has the time and space, is able to get the shot off, but just gets underneath it. Ah, footed to above it. He was in a great position. I think it's a... A, a good little uh, little scare for New Mexico. That's not the person you want to see kind of getting in that spot. No, and I think it was good officiating as well. He was looking back as Paulo Del Piccolo was seriously fouled there on the sideline, but the ref decided to play advantage with that one. Ombi able to make the most of it there at the top of the box, just was leaning back a bit too much on the shot. Surprise here, New Mexico elects to go short, and with some pressure there, almost turned over from... Jorge Gonzalez, but the ref called a foul a little bit too aggressive on that challenge. But electing to go short with this sort of pressure, I imagine they would want to try to play it long to relieve this pressure. When playing out of the back goes wrong. <laughs> right. But regardless, that pressure for Louisville City really playing a factor in this match so far. New Mexico finding it really difficult to be able to break that pressure, forcing them to have to go long. And again, this field is very narrow. So those long balls are difficult to keep in play. I think they uh, I mean, I think the respect and our ability to kind of win some of these aerial duels and these long ball plays and they really maybe only feel like their only option is to play it out of the back if they want to retain the possession. Ball tried to play in. No one there on the end of it for Louisville City. It's at the feet of Andrew Thomas, again, electing to play out wide as they look to build out of the back. I will appreciate the fact they are committed to their style. They aren't just trying to change the way that they play because of the style Louisville City is bringing to the match, but Louisville City has just felt very dominating in this game so far. You know, if I bought if I bought tickets there behind Louisville City's goal, I'd feel a little, uh, little upset right now that I'm not really getting to see any of the action. 
And right as I say that, though, the ball <laughs> rolls to Zemlin. And he dives on it. So there's a little something for those uh, people who bought tickets there. Nothing too threatening, though. Just a little through pass that Louisville City definitely had handled. Zemla able to come up and grab it. Louisville City trying to build out of the back net, but New Mexico coming with their own sort of pressure. And they were a- Bailey almost turning them over with that pressure there. Louisville City looking to build out of the back, finding Brian Obi there at the middle of the field. And Louisville City's attack is underway. Yeah, Brian Omi bringing it down. I've noticed whenever they've had the the ball there, they're passing, they're having to pass the ball very quickly, and that Louisville City's had just a little bit more time to do that, or they've been a little bit more more accurate under that pressure. They've had a little more space I feel like I feel like because the players are spreading out and I think because of the formation that they're playing there is more it feels like there's more space on the field for Louisville City yeah and I think part of the problem for New Mexico is just the overload that we have in the midfield there's just a lot more passing lanes cut off than, than us when I see our, our shape the way that we have it and they're playing sort of a back four sort of setup that just that leads me to believe it's going to be one of those matches where we're really going to be suffocating them and that's kind of what we've been seeing playing out thus far well, but I think the hardest part is how are they going to be able to break through that line of defense? How are they going to be able to find that little through ball? Because as of right now, they haven't been sharp enough when it comes down to the end. The through balls have been off. The passes have been off ever so slightly. They haven't been able to connect in the final third as we see a lot of this play right now in the middle of the field, kind of back and forth. Neither team able to build anything going forward so far. Yeah, I think there just needs to be a little bit of patience from the, from the Louisville City side. Not get too jumpy when they see a half shooting chance. Work, wait and work around the box and go for that full shooting opportunity. I know they like to bomb down the flanks though and throw in some crosses, so we'll we'll kind of see how those continue to pan out. All it takes is one to get through. Little racing update. Currently, racing has a penalty kick to tie the game in the 60th minute. This is why we have two screens, folks. So Listen, we, can watch we are coming at you with teams. both action. Nadia Nadine stepping up to the spot for racing Louisville right now to take this penalty against Chicago in the Louisville City game. Brian Ombi has the ball in the middle of the field. They're looking to build up as it goes out of bounds. We'll focus on racing here as the ref is about to blow the whistle for this penalty kick. Nadia Nadine stepping up to take it. I think this is an ESPN 680 first. You're calling two games at two once. Two games at one time. Look out, Jeff Milby. Look what we can do. <laughs> little hesitation here. I'm not sure if they're trying to look at the VAR. It was DeMello that was fouled. It was off a corner kick. And so looking to see if it truly was a foul. In my opinion, it was. I didn't get to see the foul, but I'm sure it was. Our team wouldn't lie, would they? Not at all. Why would DeMello lie? Absolutely and the not. Louisville City New Mexico game, just ball being played across the back for Louisville City. Kyle Adams has the ball, looking to go forward, trying to maintain some possession, playing it a wide to Jimenez, but just working it side to side. Still waiting on that penalty. We haven't left you hanging in on that one. We're still waiting on the penalty for Louisville City to see if they can get Ooh. back level into this one. little shaky moment there as West Sharpie tries to clear it. Deflects off of the New Mexico player, but he's able to recover back and get the ball. Both games kind of in a, a little bit of a pause. Again, racing still waiting to see if they are going to yeah. give the penalty. Yeah, no, New Mexico's over here chasing shadows. The Louisville City continuing to dominate possession. wonder if this, there's a little bit of stoppage check on that player. Took the ball to the face there. You want to be careful with those head injuries. I'm a huge proponent for head injuries, but you talked about the fans, and we're getting a nice glimpse of the New Mexico fan base there. Very awesome to see. It looks like the player is okay. It will start with a drop ball to Wes Sharpie, who again looks to play it long, trying to get Brian Ombi there, headed back. Jorge Gonzalez able to pick the ball up in the middle of the field. Has one player to beat. Plays it off to Brian Ombi. Brian Ombi crosses it in the box to try to find Oscar Jimenez on the back post and just barely misses him. Very, very close. 
barely misses him there to be able to get on it. Oscar Jimenez does so well with those types of balls there on the back post. Goalie had to be sweating bullets there. He's going to either take a hard hit there or just going to be right out of his reach going for that far post. The racing game, they are still looking at this play. There's the ref is over, taking a look at the VAR. I'm not really sure what the huge hesitation is. There's it nothing looks to look like, at, referee. It's a, it's a, it's a PK. Well, Just it, let it happen. It's going to have to be clear and obvious for <laughs> it not to be called. And I, to me, that's not clear and obvious to be able to call well, that one back if you've given the penalty already. It's a blanket statement for me. Anytime it takes more than like a minute tops to look at it, it's not so clear and obvious now, I is completely it? agree. I I think when you have to look at it numerous times, still a learning, still a learning curve with the VAR in general. And you see that this isn't just an NWSL problem. You see this across, all over across all leagues. Louisville City trying to break down that left side as Jimenez tries to release Wilson Harris, but just a little bit too far. So New Mexico picks it up across their back line, trying to maintain that possession. A little shaky pass to Thomas there at the back, but they're able to maintain possession out through a Astorga, trying to pl- play through the middle up top to Schwartz. Schwartz playing it back as they switch the side of the field, switch the point of attack, and are attacking down the other side through Suggs. Just past third base, Brian Ombi on him as they work it into Louisville City's final third. Ombi kicks it out for a throw-in for New Mexico. Okay, the ref has made his decision. He is running towards the pitch (laughs) in the racing game. Sorry, I'm just really excited because I really want racing to get this penalty You watch the racing screen. I'll watch the Louisville City. We'll We'll, we'll we'll tag him in here. He's showing the line. And it is, I think it is going to... He is not giving the penalty. Oh my. He is not That's giving not the that, penalty. Yeah, it looked like he was just He is going ball. to drop the ball to the goalkeeper to restart the match. So it will start through Alyssa Nair for Chicago. Racing, shocked. Nadia Nadim walking up trying to talk to the referee to figure out what is going on. Because I, I would like to know that myself. I would have loved to hear the conversation that was had with the referee and the VAR team. All right, looks like New Mexico passing around the, in, the, in the back right now. A little slow moving for them as they're trying to find a way to break through Louisville City's tough midfield. And we've got our first text question saying, were you surprised that Brian Nomby started this game based on his injuries this season? You know, it's a tough call. You gotta, I think you got to ask the player and kind of feel where they're at health-wise. Um, I mean, he, he's too important to leave out of the mix if he's – if he's healthy enough to play, right? And uh, I imagine if there are any sort of concerns there, then we'll see him play limited minutes. But uh, he's he's just too critical of a, of a piece to be overly cautious. Again, we we need these points. Well, and we've seen what Brian Ombi can do, what he's capable of when he's in the match. A little bit of pressure there from New Mexico as Louisville City works it across their back line. We've been able to see what Brian Ombi can do. And so why not try to get some of that Brian Ombi magic, even if it is for limited minutes? I think being able to have him to start the the match to set the pace to set the tone especially in a must win game I think you got to go with him with this veteran leadership with the talent that he brings the creativity he brings offensively I think the injuries have been a bit of a setback but I'm pretty excited that he was starting the late uh, Lance, uh, the great Lance McGarvey, I saw tweeted about how boring the ESPN uh, Plus broadcast is. Well, my friend Lance, I you need to be tuning in the six eighty, my friend. Clearly, this is where all the fun is because we're bringing you both matches. Racing still down one in the sixty fifth minute. Louisville City, it's zero zero. We're approaching the twenty fifth minute in that match. 
pretty even match so far with the New Mexico. I would say that Louisville City has had the better of the possession. And with the chances going forward, I do think that they've created a few more. But they only have three shots with one of those shots on target. So maybe not getting the production offensively that they would be wanting. Yeah, I was going to say, if I'm be honest, I'm going to be a little bit of disappointed in the output. The control is everything you'd, you'd absolutely want it to be. They just have not found much to, to do with it yet. It almost reminded me of stretches in the Loudon game. They're controlling the game. However, in that match, to their credit, they were creating a lot of opportunities. They just were not falling for them. So still plenty of time in this one to rectify that issue as New Mexico works it into Louisville City's final third. Into the box now, but pass deflected by West Sharpie. They got it now working on the outside of the box. Bailey has it at the top of the box. He lays it off for a shot that is a good field. for three points. No, if we are watching American football, that was probably one of the best field goal attempts we've seen. Uh, <laughs> you know what it is? Is He saw that one soccer player who's a kicker for the Dallas that Cowboys. That had to now, be it. You know what's a fun fact about that guy? Played at Slugger Field against Louisville City back in the day. Wow. Um, I, I'm He's getting his highlight reel that he was on. Um, ready for, to be able to send it to the next NFL yeah, team. Absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, you got to go to the combine showing <laughs> that you can't. Uh, and that's just not the soccer ball you can get you can kick a football too multi-talented athletes that's what we want to see here New Mexico trying to build a little bit into their attack but Louisville City set in their defensive shape and we know throughout the season how difficult it's been to beat Louisville City when they get set in their defensive shape coach Danny Cruz put such an emphasis on defense if he had to pick like if he could be really good at offense or defense and nearly could only go with one he would he would pick defense defense wins championships there's a reason that is a saying and it's something he puts a lot of emphasis on I think he he gets more upset when they have a bad defensive outing than if they have a bad offensive outing. Revis called for the foul there, so it gave us another fifth, third free kick for Louisville City. They take it short and work across the back to try to find Mogel, but again, that short field, he tries to play it out wide to Jimenez, but just plays it completely out of bounds. The dimensions of this field, so different than Lynn Family Stadium. Yeah, and I, I saw there was heavy winds earlier um, when they were showing kind of the weather um, situation on there, so you want, I got to wonder if that was a little bit of a factor in that as well. Things to still feel out. Could be a little, little nervy from the youngster. Louisville City with the ball and a throw-in. Trying just again to work the ball around the back. It's been a lot of play in the middle of the field. There hasn't been too many final third entries for either team. Can actually pull the stat for you there. I don't know if officially Louisville City has has a lot actually break in there, but they've been darn close. It's been a it's been way closer to to. to New Mexico's final third if the if the number isn't actually very, is lopsided. Well, Louisville City has 17 final third entries and New Mexico has 13. So definitely in favor of Louisville City, but neither team really being able to do much with that with New Mexico having two shots, no shots on target and Louisville City having three shots, only one of those shots on Important target. Important score update. You're 66 minute into the Memphis versus Birmingham match. Birmingham up 2 to 1. That would be a big result for Louisville City should that hold on. So we are cheering on our friends the Legion down South in Birmingham. Yeah, that would have Louisville City sitting right now. If all the results were to stay exactly as they are, Louisville City would be sitting in fourth place currently. Again, tied on points with Memphis. So any sort of advantage we can get over them, we need to absolutely take. So thank you, Legion. Keep that alive. Again, the 66th minute in that one. So still plenty of time. 
for something bad to happen, but fingers crossed. I know, right? Louisville City trying to work the ball there on the back. Sean Tosh has it in the middle. No pressure around him. He's got all the time in the world. He plays it back to Oliver Zimla. As Louisville City is looking to reset their offense, see if they can get some movement going. I think the biggest struggle that Louisville City has had so far is dealing with the width issues. They're trying to find Oscar Jimenez, trying to find Manny Perez, but then there isn't really much space for them to go after that. So they need to see if they can have a few more combination play once they find those players, be able to play inside to then play mm-hmm. back outside and have a little more link-up play to be able to release those players and get those players free out wide. Yeah, and unfortunately for Manny, I think they're trying to avoid his part of the pitch because, again, that's where the where the infield intersects. And I just think that is a uh, that infield sort of pitch situation is something that they're, they're trying to avoid. So I think they're going to be working more onto the uh, left-hand side and Oscar's side of the pitch. Well, and I, I think, honestly, if they can keep it 0-0 as the ball comes through and you've got Borjulin coming down that right side, he crosses to the top of the box trying to connect with a teammate. He ends up finding one. It's a shot for Rivas, which is blocked for Louisville City. Louisville City does very well there to recover back defensively, but shaky moments there as Schneider Borjulin was all on a breakaway. I don't know how he did not able to cut inside there, but very good defense there for Louisville City to drop back and keep that one out of the back of the net. Yeah, absolutely not good to allow that to to transpire in the first place, but they did a good job shutting that down and really not letting a good shooting opportunity happen. I mean, Zemla did not have to get involved in that, so... Yeah, good very, recovery. very good there from the back line of Louisville City off. Maybe a, a shaky little giveaway at the middle of the field as Louisville City tries to build out of the back, but still struggling with connecting those passes. New Mexico's able to pick the ball up at midfield, trying to connect, releasing out that right, right side through Astorga. Astorga trying to see if he can build, but they're looking to build, go, reverse the side, going through the back line, just being patient, trying to move that loose city defense from side to side to find the gaps. I think New Mexico is starting to get a little bit of accustomed to what Louisville City has been trying to do and they're kind of fighting their way back into this match. It's going to be now up to Louisville City to kind of throw them yet another curveball in their approach. Well, you got to think that if New Mexico can stay level at halftime with Louisville City to be able to be level with a team like Louisville City, that's going to be a bit of a confidence boost. Oh, they'll and be it's going to it's going to help them quite a bit. But then I think on the flip side, if Louisville City is able to stay confident and keep it level with attacking the poorer side of the field first, they're going to feel pretty good going into the second half when they're going to have a little bit of a cleaner surface to create on. Yeah, I mean, if this if some, a stretch like this continues, I think uh, Coach Cruz is going to have a thing or two to say about their uh, about their their defensive opportunities. Again, they've uh, they've really stopped any big chances, but they've kind of let them get a little too close. Great body block by Sean Tosh. It's the charging New Mexico defender went to the top of the box. We're approaching the 31st minute right now. New Mexico has the ball in there. Uh, attacking third, just working it side to side, trying to see if they can find the gaps. Louisville City doing very well to force them to have to work the ball backwards and not allowing them to break through. New Mexico finding it difficult to play through that line of defense as they're forced to go back to the center backs and try to go out the other side. They're giving Louisville City a little taste of their own medicine, dancing the ball around them, really controlling and dictating the action. I think their, their confidence is starting to come back. But New Mexico has a little breakthrough. It's a turn. Not good. Not Inside good. Inside the, the box, box, a shot, shot by in. 
number Ooh. 33, Harry Schwartzen in the back of the net. Again, the defensive things we were talking about allowed them to get in a dangerous position. Unfortunately, this time they were not able to get in and, and stymie the shot. They kind of interrupted the first one, but passed it off and, and got a shot really like right in the middle of the box. And and I bet Coach Danny Cruz is, uh, is fuming on how that one transpired. That was not a, the kind of shot where you just shrug your shoulders and say, that. I mean, well, what are you going to do about that one? There's a lot they could have done about that. And so really disappointing uh, first goal for Louisville City to concede. Very disappointing. Borjulin had the ball in the middle there, and no one was able to really stop him. Is kind of bouncing through. He bodies off Sean Tosh, and the ball just kind of trickles over to Schwartz, and it looks like it takes a deflection, and he just has a complete clean shot. I don't know how he's uh, able to be that wide open. I think it does deflect off of Jimenez's foot, which really puts it out of reach for Oliver Zimla. But regardless, it's 1-0 right now for New Mexico. Yeah, I, I, I almost I kind of wish that Oscar did a little bit more on the, on the defending there. He kind of did the, the little backspin thing. That's 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 what I do out in the pitch, and, I'm, <laughs> and I, am, I, am, I am not trained. I am not good at soccer playing it, but uh, um, you just, it's just something a little, little, little more defensive acumen I would have liked to have seen there. That goal in the 32nd minute, Louisville City now with their backs against the wall a little bit, having to claw back into this one. We did see some heroic efforts last week with them coming back from being down. They're going to have to do the same thing this evening. The frustrating thing is they're not making this easy on themselves. Now now they're now they're down. They're on the road. This team is gaining confidence. They need this win here to stay in, um, in the playoff hunt. Meanwhile, Louisville City... They need to take advantage of Memphis losing right now. If we were to drop points alongside with Memphis, that's going to feel like a real big missed opportunity. I know their focus is going to be controlling on what they can control. Um, but from a fan's perspective, just like it just hurts that much more. Foul there by Zico Bailey. It's a fifth third free kick for Louisville City. They elect to go back and they're working across the back line as Kyle Adams is trying to bring the ball forward, trying to find Wilson Harris, but they have not been able to break through that back line as New Mexico regains possession on their defensive third. Pressure there from Harris and Gonzalez allows the turnover and Harris breaks down the left side, gets his head up, doesn't really have many options in the box, tries to cross it in to find Brian Ombi, but Andrew Thomas able to come out and collect that one. Again, if you want to join us in the conversation, Texas 437-9680. I want to hear your thoughts. Who are you mad about at that goal? Who should have been doing better on the offensive thing? What would you do if you were Coach Danny Cruz at halftime? Still still good uh, you know, 15 minutes or so to go in this first half, so it's time to come back. But right now... Um a little, little bad taste in the mouth. I know. What does Louisville City need to do to get back into this one? What are your thoughts on this game so far? Share with us. We want to hear from you. Right now, New Mexico working it in their defensive half, trying to do a little combination play to break down the pressure of Louisville City. Patient in their buildup. They play it forward to find Rivas there. Rivas at the top of the box trying to play it through to Schwartz. But nice little sliding tackle there from Sean Tosh to eliminate that danger. And we'll have a corner kick. I believe this is our first corner of the match for New Mexico. I mean, that was a, that was a great get in by, by Sean Tosh because Sean wasn't kicking that one out. That was going to be another point blank shot and it could have easily been 2-0. So great, uh, great defensive effort by the veteran defender. Well, in a very similar area to where Schwartz scored his first goal in the 32nd minute there just a few minutes ago. So Tosh kind of making a last-ditch effort 
on the corner kick is Portillo and he's got Rivas over there with him. Two players over the ball. Remember, it's a shorter field, so a little bit of a different service may be needed to go into the box. They raise their hand. Ball goes into the box, headed away by Louisville City, but a shot from out wide, but blocked away from Louisville City. It's still with New Mexico at the top of the box. Suggs plays it into the box. Borlin trying to get on the end of it, but just trickles past him. And it looks like it was an offside flag up. So Louisville City a little bit fortunate there that Borgelin was offsides because he was wide open. There were several scary moments. My heart particularly skipped a beat when they shot when he shot that uh, that low strike from outside the box. I thought it was going to creep through the crowd and make it towards the goal. But thankfully, that one was deflected out. Louisville City, very thankful there for the offside flag as they try to see if they can begin to get a little bit of this momentum going. Brian Obi down the right side trying to release Manny Perez, who's been very quiet this half. He hasn't really been able to find the ball a whole lot, but it goes out of bounds for a New Mexico throw. I really think it's intentional because of the of this pitch situation, not so much his ability. So I think he's going to be thankful to be on the other side of the half because I think he's going to be able to be a little bit more in the action because, I, again, I think it's an intentional effort to avoid that the shenanigans and well, that was a free corner kick as I as a, a pass to the uh, to the New Mexico defenders just completely mishandled and rolls out so we'll have our first Wi-Fi corner kick here for Louisville City Carlos Mogal Jr. going over to take this set piece it was off a throw-in and it was really unexpected because they throw it backwards and it looked like they were trying to switch the point of attack and it was just a really poor touch there from the defender to set up this Wi-Fi corner kick Mogel with the opportunity here to whip the ball, and he's been so good on his set-piece deliveries so this, far this season. This kid is a sniper. In the preseason, we got to see a, see a match against one Knoxville. He almost sent in a long free kick. It was a beautiful shot, very close. Ball goes in all the way to the back post, but headed away by New Mexico. Picked up from Manny Perez, trying to recycle the ball back in. Plays it down the right side, trying to link up with Perez, but unsuccessful as we're in that that rough patch of, of grass there. New Mexico picks it up and is on the break. Coming down with Moreno, trying to go down that left side, but it's played out of bounds. It'll be a new Mexico throw. They're marching, they're storming. We got a little bit of momentum with that corner kick, but it immediately starts to go back New Mexico's way. It's almost like Little City's trying to survive and make it to, to the halftime. It just, vibes aren't good right now, are they? I would say survive is a good way to put it. It looks like they're just trying to make it to halftime right now. There isn't much, much energy, and that goes back to my, my key to the game of, of being consistent. It's another match where they haven't been able to put forth a consistent effort so far, and it's, it's just going to be a bit frustrating that they are constantly having to bounce back, to battle back, to dig themselves out of these holes that they put themselves in when, you know, at the start of the match, they were the ones controlling the possession. They were the better team. Now, uh, Casey, if you're uh, if you're in Coach Danny Cruz's shoes, what are you particularly looking at and what are you going to change to kind of reinsert yourself into the match? I almost think you need a bit of a formation change because I do appreciate the three back with a three five two or the the three four three, whatever you want to call it. But when you're playing on a tight pitch like this, there there's not a lot of width as New Mexico tries to break down the middle of the field. But uh, Oliver Zimla able to come up and collect it. Not not too much of a threat. But I almost think you need to take a look at the formation because that formation works really well when you have the width, when you have the space. But now they need a little bit more play through the middle of the field. They need a few more options for some combination play that they're not having, that they're having to ask Gonzalez. They're having to ask Omi. They're having to ask Harris to come back and do. So adding 
another body in the middle of the field, maybe with an Elijah Winder or a Dylan Maris there to be kind of that creator in the middle of the field. I think that could be a big difference. It's almost like they figured out the, the, the crowd in the midfield and how to work around that, how it takes just one precise pass, and all of a sudden you're through a lot of, a lot of um, players on Little City side. So yeah, right. I don't know that I necessarily disagree at all with maybe looking more at a, kind of the 4-3-3 shape that tried and true Louisville City uh, formation that we've seen for, for many years now. Louisville City in possession here. We're approaching the 40th minute. New Mexico is 9-3-3 and when scoring the first goal this season. Something to keep in mind, but Wilson Harris picks it up at the top of the box, slips Brian Obi through, tries to play it back. It goes back to Carlos Moguel, who has a shot, and it's blocked. It looks like he got his foot stepped on there or something, because he's, he's hopping around. Looks he like he took limping. a little bit of a stinger. Yeah, it might have been try- when he had the shot, got the bottom of a boot or something. Louisville City is 1-4-1 when conceding first on the road this season, so maybe not the stat that they would want to see, uh, but they they do have the potential of being able to come back. Anything can happen. Again, we, we really need these points, but it is a little bit of silver line that last time we checked Memphis was down, but here comes New Mexico shot off of Zemla bounces into the goal. But it looks like it's going to be offsides. Very fortunate there because Moreno able to find the back of the night with back of the net with some nice combination play and Louisville City again hanging on by a thread so far in this match it feels like the tides have turned so much that possession now favors New Mexico with about 55% possession and Louisville City with 45% possession they're very fortunate again a ball was played through tomorrow and it was very tight I think Adams could have potentially left him on side but the offside flag was called Louisville City down the other end it's Jorge Gonzalez with the shot, but it's saved by Andrew Thomas. Nice little combination play from Wilson Harris to find Jorge Gonzalez. Gonzalez just not able to get the bend on the ball needed to find the back of the net. I love the idea what he was going for there, going for that far post, but the goalkeeper just got his fingers out long enough to, to stop that one from going around. Wilson Harris kind of fouled in the final third. That was a pretty reckless challenge. I'm kind of wondering if we're going to see a card here. It does not look like the referee's inclined to do so. Quick score update. Birmingham Legion is still leading Memphis 901-2-1, which, again, is a very favorable result for Louisville City. Uh, meanwhile, not so good for racing Louisville. It's still 1-0 in favor of Chicago in the 83rd minute as, um, as well. Looks like Wilson Harris is down. He's holding on to his thigh. And, you know, that's not a sight that we want to see. I was see. like, and that's not really good either. We talk about how the, the racing score is not really good. Seeing uh, Wilson Harris down, I think that was a pretty vicious tackle. It's going to be the ankle that they're most likely going to be looking at. But it's going to set up a really nice fifth-third free kick for Louisville City to be able to send something into the box. Hopefully, Harris is okay and just kind of maybe taking this time to allow his team to readjust, get some water, regroup before this set piece because he's not one that you can lose. A little bit of the dark arts there, perhaps. But I don't know. It looked like a little tough shot. I'm still, uh, you know, again, I, I understand I have a bit of bias involved, but I'm still a little little uh, wondering why there was not a little bit of a referee intervention for that challenge. It was, it was a hard one. It was a bit of a, a vicious challenge. At least the referee should have spoken with the player because now if it, w- if it would have been a yellow card, then Wilson Harris would have been able to stay on the pitch for the set piece. But because there was no yellow card, he's going to have to come off the field for the set piece. Uh, I, I think we'll see Carlos Mogel Jr. on the set piece to take that one. It's about, right about in his range, either him or Oscar Jimenez, maybe setting up a little bit better for a left-footed cross into the box. Regardless, it's going to be a pretty dangerous area for a set piece. 
And you know what? I lied earlier. I said this was our first encounter with New Mexico, but I forgot about the late meeting in 2021 that they're just showing highlights of. So I apologize for lying on the broadcast. Shame on me. I'm supposed to be one of Louisville City's historians remembering all these facts. And here I am just blatantly lying on air. <laughs> well, you had me fooled. I had no idea. I'm, I, I am very bad at remembering things. History was never my subject. As Wilson Harris picks the ball up inside the box, has two defenders on him, tries to turn the defenders, but it's cleared away for New Mexico and a foul is called on Sean Tosh as he tries to play that one back in. New Mexico will have a set piece in their defensive half coming out. The set, the we, were, we apologize. They didn't really show us the video of the set piece coming into the box. It just kind of was the aftermath of it. It looked like it was a long service and then just kind of cleared out. So nothing really coming from that set piece opportunity that Wilson Harris won for Louisville City in New Mexico now has the ball working it in their half trying to get up the field. Yeah. 44th minute, I think Louisville City will just want to get to halftime here so they can readjust and converse about what is not working for this. Meanwhile, New Mexico... They want to keep. They want to probably stay in this first half. They want to keep things going. The vibes are good for them right now. Things are rolling. Things are flowing. Once they gained control of this match, they really haven't ceased to let go. For a while, it was very little city favored, but it's not been in quite a while at this point. Well, and also it makes you wonder if when they do go to halftime, are they going to make halftime adjustments of sitting in? Are they going to try to park the bus there? As Oscar Jimenez has fouled another fifth, third free kick right by the halfway line, Danny Cruz up in arms because he's a bit upset. It should have been a yellow card. It was a slide tackle from behind, and that's what Danny Cruz is trying to argue there, you know, that that there should have been a foul called. New Mexico United coach, on the other hand, though, kind of like, what? why is that called? There wasn't a foul, but it was a slide tackle from behind. Louisville City takes the set piece, tries to find Jorge Gonzalez, but just again, not able to connect on the passes, and Andrew Thomas able to collect it with his feet and bait Wilson Harris to come up until he's allowed to pick it up. It's been an unfortunate turn here. I was very optimistic about Little City's chances coming into this one after their gutsy performance against Loudon. The fact that there really hasn't been any big additions to the uh, to the injury list. One minute of official stoppage time in this one. So stoppage time is presented by the Louisville Muhammad Ali International Airport. Refs have added one minute of stoppage time. A bit surprised with that because I felt like the Wilson Harris injury might have taken a little bit longer and then they had a goal. I would have thought maybe two minutes, but Louisville City only with about 30 seconds left within that minute to be able to get something going in this first half to get some positive energy before halftime. Honestly, at this point, I think they just probably want to want to hit the uh, the locker room and kind of reconvene and, and and figure out see if they can't solve this puzzle in the in the short break that they have between halves. Jorge Gonzalez trying to play it through to Paul Del Piccolo making the late run, but it's easily collected by Andrew Thompson. He's going to try to ride this one out. you got to imagine there's just a few seconds left that he's going to eat the clock up, and this will be the last kick of the half, you have to imagine. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a rough turn of events for, for Louisville City, and uh, wondering what, how, what the conversation is going to be like for Coach Danny Cruz, and it looks like the whistle was blown for the half, and teams are going to head to the locker room. New Mexico up 1-0 to nil to Louisville City. A win for New Mexico will see them stay within the playoff hunt. Meanwhile, dropping points for Louisville City is currently going to look like a missed opportunity because Memphis is on track to be losing their match. Yeah, so a bit of a rough first half there for Louisville City. Down 1-0 with a goal in the 32nd minute by Harry Schwartz. Racing, on the other hand, at just a few minutes out, still down 1-0. We're going to take a break here. When we come back, we'll talk about that first half, break it down, and give you the final score for Racing Louisville when we're back after this break.
Nance and Craft Florist, family owned and operated in Louisville since 1850. A local one-stop shop for flowers, whether it's for a special occasion or no reason at all. Nance and Craft Florist, 141 Breckenridge Lane. Call 502-897-6551 for nationwide shipping and same-day local delivery for any occasion. Online at nanceandcraft.com. Remember, you don't need a reason to brighten someone's day with beautiful flowers from Nance and Craft. Proud partner of Louisville City FC. At Cooper's Craft, we know the barrel makes the bourbon. That's why we make the barrels. Our master coopers raise our barrels by hand, then toast and char the white oak to craft distinct expressions. From the gentle character of our original 82.2 proof to our bold barrel reserve, 100 proof. We use our barrel expertise to build better bourbon from the ground up. Cooper's Craft, drink responsibly. Cooper's Craft Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. 41.1 to 50% alcohol by volume. Brown Foreman, Louisville, Kentucky. A Germantown gem, Four Pegs, is the place to be this spring and summer. Daily preparations by award-winning chef Chris Williams and crew include their well-known smoked meats such as their infamous smoked bologna sandwich and ever-changing flavored wings. And don't forget to check out their new beautiful patio where you can enjoy the full menu and bar. Some special offerings include Wing Wednesdays, Trivia Sundays, and late-night happy hours. Four Pegs also features a food truck and catering for hire. It's Four Pegs. They have what you crave. 1053 Goss Avenue. Jefferson Animal Hospital and Regional Emergency Center has been serving Louisville and Southern Indiana communities open 24 hours, 365 days for emergency and routine examinations. Does your pet currently need vaccines? A middle-of-the-night appointment provides the same high-quality care and affordable cost as a regular mid-afternoon appointment. At Jefferson Animal 24-Hour Hospital, doctors and trained staff are always here to care for your pet. Schedule your pet's next checkup at jeffersonanimalhospital.com. It's Paolo Del Piccolo, and you're listening to Louisville City FC right here on ESPN 680, 105.7, and the ESPN Louisville app. It's the Louisville City FC Halftime Report right here on ESPN Louisville. Now, here's Jeff Milby and Casey Whitfield. Fans, when Lou City wins, you win. This season, Lou City has partnered with Wendy's to give you a free small frosty if the boys in purple win. No purchase necessary. This offer is valid the following day after a win. Head to any participating Louisville area Wendy's location to redeem. This halftime is presented to you by Breeze Airways. Nice, new, and nonstop. That's the Breeze way. If fans want to get this frosty, though, Louisville City's going to have to put in a little bit more work there. They're down 1-0 right now against New Mexico United with a goal coming in the 32nd minute by Harry Schwartz for New Mexico. Not really the start that Louisville City would have hoped for in Albuquerque. We're going to be missing out on two frosty opportunities at this rate because racing Louisville right now is an extra time. Eight minutes of stoppage time and plays in their favor, but one nil for Chicago. I'm not going to get a frosty for Freedom Hour. I just want a frosty, folks. This is all <laughs> we want. This is what we look forward to, and both their teams are going to deny us this. Louisville City has some more time to work it out, but I think Carson on Twitter puts it best. Goodness gracious city crying emoji. And that is exactly how I feel. There was a stretch of that match where I felt like Louisville City was a stronger team. They were looking good. And then they weren't. It it, it was just pretty, pretty quick and random change. New Mexico took control of the match. They got their goal and they maintained control. And all of a sudden, 
we're not looking like the stronger team. I mean, at a, at a point there, I think Louisville City had like 65% possession, and they just looked like the total dominating team within that half. And then all of a sudden, it was as if New Mexico was like, oh, we're playing a soccer game right now. Let's wake up. And they began to figure out how to break down Louisville City. Louisville City struggling with being able to keep possession, struggling with the width of the field, struggling with playing on a baseball field, too. I think that played a huge factor. Yeah, it's definitely not been favorable, especially for something like Manny Perez, who is running on the flank with that infield weirdness on the pitch. Um, So he's going to be more involved, I would imagine, in the second half, should he be staying on the pitch. If you have any ideas of what the team should be doing to fix things in the second half, text us 437-9680. Hit us up at Twitter. I'm at PurpleSDF. Casey, I don't know your handle. What is your handle? K-Swit. K-Swit. Tweet at her as well. Um, You know what I think this match needs? Could use a little bit of injection of that creativity and magic of either a Dylan Maris or Elijah Widener. I always feel like they bring something different and creative in the type of role that they play. And uh, I I think it's time to look to add one of these guys in at the halftime break. Casey, what are you thinking? I I agree. And I think with that, you're almost going to need a formation change. I think we're going to have to get rid of the three-back system that they are trying to play and uh, go for more of a traditional four back that they're used to playing that 4-3-3 to add in an attacking midfielder because right now I think you're asking a lot from Gonzalez, Harris and Ombi to have to come back and fill the role of the attacking midfielder and I don't think Mogel and Del Piccolo have been able to provide as much support to the players on the wings, whereas if we add in one extra body there, uh, I think they're going to be able to have a little bit more combination play through the middle of the field. They're going to be able to create more going forward. I think it's going to make a big difference having that extra creative force in the middle of the field. Yeah, so theoretically, maybe you're dropping one of your center backs, like Kyle Adams or Wes Sharpie, dropping Manny and Oscar back, putting uh, putting this this new guy in kind of that advanced attacking midfielder. You keep Carlos kind of more that central, true uh, um, midfielder, which I think is one of his strong suits, and let Paul DePickle play more of the kind of defensive midfielder. Well, however, we do know, I don't know, I don't, I can't think of a game off the top of my head where Paul has played the complete game. He's pretty regular coming off the bench, and just, I mean, he just simply just doesn't have the, the legs to continue to, to do that day in, day out. So you also have to keep in mind that a substitution like that's going to have to be coming down the pipeline, and Coach Danny Cruz is going to have to factor that into his decision-making as well. 100%. I think we could also see Ray Serrano potentially come on, too, as, a, as another forward for them. I think we could also see Elijah Winder uh, coming in. So uh, there's definitely some options there on the bench. Rasmus Telefson making an appearance on the bench as well. So another creative force coming in. But I think you got to go with Dylan Maris if you're going to bring in a player with how hot he's been coming in as that super sub. I, I, don't, I don't think you can bring Rasmus in this, in this situation. He hasn't been the, the spark that we've hoped through. We've been very very solid good midfield presence but you're kind of in a position where where you need that spark you need that catalyst I think um, Rasmus is more of a uh He's he's a good fill and help controlling the game. If you were if you have a lead and you want to maintain that, he's going to help kind of keep that structure control. But uh, but we just haven't seen that output for him. So yeah, I was going to ask you who you would prefer, Elijah or Dylan. You said Dylan before, and I, you know I can't say I disagree with that one. You gotta you gotta play the hot hand. I am a huge Elijah Widener fan as I well. So I completely should, agree. And if he were to come in, I can't say I would be too mad about right. that either. 
Well, we're going to take a break here. When we come back, we will most likely have the final score for you as racing is trying to fight for their lives here in the final three minutes of their match against Chicago. We'll give you the final score there, kind of break down that game a little bit, and then we will hopefully be getting ready to start the second half of Louisville City, New Mexico, right after this break. Energy comes in a world of forms. So lg and and KU are creating Kentucky's sustainable energy future using a mix of sources. The right mix of balanced and flexible, of responsible and affordable. With new thinking and investing in modern natural gas plants, four times more solar than previously planned, and our most customer efficiency programs ever. The right mix, moving us toward a cleaner energy future today. Jefferson Animal Hospital and Regional Emergency Center has been serving Louisville and Southern Indiana communities open 24 hours, 365 days for emergency and routine examinations. Does your pet currently need vaccines? A middle-of-the-night appointment provides the same high-quality care and affordable cost as a regular mid-afternoon appointment. At Jefferson Animal 24-Hour Hospital, doctors and trained staff are always here to care for your pet. Schedule your pet's next checkup at jeffersonanimalhospital.com. You're listening to Kentuckiana's ESPN 680, WHBE Newburgh and 105.7 WHBE-FM Eminence Frankfurt. Burger King is a proud sponsor of the Loose City Football Club this season. Stop in to one of our Metro Louisville restaurants to fuel up before heading over to Lynn Family Stadium for a game. Or swing by afterwards to celebrate a win. Enjoy the $5 Whopper Junior duo. Purchase any two Whopper Juniors for just $5. Have you tried the BBQ Bacon and Cheese Whopper Junior? It's a delicious way to feed your family or the whole supporter group. Your local BK teams are rooting for you this season. Blue City, go purple. At BK, where you have it your way. You rule. A Germantown gem, Four Pegs, is the place to be this spring and summer. Daily preparations by award-winning chef Chris Williams and crew include their well-known smoked meats such as their infamous smoked bologna sandwich and ever-changing flavored wings. And don't forget to check out their new beautiful patio where you can enjoy the full menu and bar. Some special offerings include Wing Wednesdays, Trivia Sundays, and late-night happy hours. Four Pegs also features a food truck and catering for hire. It's Four Pegs. They have what you crave. 1053 Goss Avenue. At Cooper's Craft, we know the barrel makes the bourbon. That's why we make the barrels. Our master coopers raise our barrels by hand, then toast and char the white oak to craft distinct expressions. From the gentle character of our original 82.2 proof to our bold barrel reserve, 100 proof. We use our barrel expertise to build better bourbon from the ground up. Cooper's Craft. Drink responsibly. Cooper's Craft Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. 41.1 to 50% alcohol by volume. Brown Foreman, Louisville, Kentucky. Louisville City fans, this is Danny Cruz. Remember, if it's Lou City, it plays right here on ESPN 680, 105.7, and the ESPN Louisville app. And we are back here with your halftime show presented by Breeze Airways. We have been notified Louisville City making a couple changes already uh, as they approach the second half. Yeah, we're going to mix it up a little bit. Seems like we might get that uh, a little bit of Elijah Widener action that we were hoping for. And Owen Dom coming into the mix as well. A youngster who saw some minutes during Loudon as well, starting to work himself into the fold. I like, I like the academy working their way in here. Yeah, and I think that 
by bringing Elijah Winder in, it's going to be a bit more of a shift for Louisville City to Wilson Harrison Bryan, only being more of that two front target, two front there. Elijah Winder maybe dropping into more of that 10 position, being the attacking mid player in the traditional uh, 4-3-3 that we're used to seeing. I think Dom is going to have the opportunity to have a lot of work down that sideline, but him and Manny Perez being the main width factors for Louisville City. So it's interesting bringing on some young players in a pretty high stress situation. I mean, it's a big test, and uh, Coach Cruz has continually reiterated that he doesn't put these guys in positions if they don't think they're ready. And they, like you said, it's going to be a big opportunity for the youngster. Um, he is going to be on the side of the pitch with the uh, kind of infield, so I think the the Louisville City's attack, if they if they have their decision in it, is probably not going to be going down his side. So I think he's probably being pulled in largely for his his defensive capabilities. Well, yeah, and they definitely need to make sure that they don't allow New Mexico to score. As we uh, in the racing game, we thought maybe we'd be giving you a final score, but there was a shaky moment there where Connie was going up to have a shot on goal, and it looks like uh, she kicks the face of I believe that might be Tierna Davidson. I, I'm not a hundred percent certain, but it is the center back for Chicago there. Uh, so the referee going to take a look at that one. I'm not really liking that they keep playing it over and over and over on repeat. It's not really something I want to continuously watch, uh, but the referee taking a close look at that one. So we are in the 11th minute currently of stoppage time in the racing match when there were supposed to be eight additional minutes. So not sure how much extra time I imagine to be a minute or two of play still is left in that match, but racing still down 1-0. Yeah, and I mean, the fact that they're looking at the VAR Thing, the kick to the face in uh, in racing's box here. That is uh, it's not. That's not good. That's, that's not good. Not, one one nil might not be the final scoreline, yeah, unfortunately. That's really but not uh, really what I mean, you want to be seeing. One nil, two nil. I, at this point, I don't know how much of a difference it's going to make for racing. I mean. I mean, this looks like it could be the final nail in the coffin for racing's playoffs. Hope again, a lot of things could still happen. So we do not know officially. My first thought is. The coaching situation. You got a lot of talented players, a lot of players who prove themselves at the World Cup, some top talent, and it doesn't feel like it ever really translated in Louisville or stateside. So, Casey, my, my question for you is what do you do in the offseason? I mean, how hot is Coach Kim Borkigan's seat should they be knocked out of the playoffs? I, I definitely think you have to start asking some questions and you have to start looking there because you have a team that is literally points away is I mean they where they set before this match they could have won the the NWSL I mean they were right there on the edge they've dropped points where they shouldn't have and I I think you just got to start asking some questions and uh, the standards have to be continuously getting higher they they've done better so far this season and I, I think questions do need to be asked and are there potential uh, other coaches out there that maybe would want this job, that would want to come in and change? I think Bjorka Green has done great with kind of lifting the the club from where they were and kind of getting them to this point. But now they need someone to take him to a whole nother level, to take them somewhere else. Exactly. You need to go from good to great. And I'm not exactly sure if he's the, the guy to do that. Um, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm concerned there's just too much talent for this team not to be making the playoffs. And right now it seems like they're they're on their way out. And I think there's some things you could be questioning with the formation um, for racing Louisville. But it looks like Louisville City is about to get back into action. Looks like they're about to kick off. New Mexico has the ball. They have switched sides. And we are on for half number two. 
Louisville City will be going from left to right. Remember, they're attacking that nice, pretty end of the outfield. They'll have the pretty soccer there, the pretty pitch to be able to be played on, but they're going to have a a tough job defending in those two changes that we talked about have been confirmed. Owen Domin is on for Oscar Jimenez and Elijah Winder for Jorge Gonzalez. Not sure if there have been any changes for New Mexico. We will let you know as soon as we find those out. Those substitutions are brought to you by Fortna. So, yeah, I'm going to be keeping a close eye on Elijah Widener. Again, I think he always just brings something different when he comes out into the pitch, and he's one of these kids. Each and every game he comes out here, you feel like you see him grow and grow, and that's just, I mean, a similar situation to uh, to Josh Widener, just every match growing better and better. And it looks like the final whistle has been blown up in Chicago. Racing Louisville has lost to the Chicago Red Stars, a very disappointing defeat. Um, it's yet to be seen if they still have any chance at the playoffs, but it seems very unlikely at this point. Yeah, not really what they needed, but Chicago, that's exactly what they needed to keep their hopes and dreams alive. They would have been, I believe, eliminated with a loss, or it would have been very hard for them to be able to make playoffs with a loss there. So Chicago, very, very happy that resort racing. Very disappointed, though, as Louisville City has the ball. Brian over the top of the box, lays it off to Paulo Del Piccolo, who has a shot with his left foot, bending shot just over the bar, though. Paulo got so jealous of what Dylan Maris did last <laughs> match. He's like, you know what? I'm going to try that myself. And he wasn't too far off, man. I would have. That's what I wanted. I wanted a Paulo banger. That would have. That would have really gotten us going. And I mean, he wasn't far off. I think he just got underneath it a little bit too much and lifted it over the bar. But he made good contact. He had the time. It was the right look on the shot. But it was a very similar look to uh, Wilson Harris and Dylan Maris's goals last week. And maybe the he wanted to see if he could join the score sheet and make the highlight reel there for the end of the season because those two goals definitely going to be on it. Oh, yeah. I think uh, Wilson Harris's goal at that end there is probably one of the top goals of the season with Joe Maris is like right behind that. It's 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 kind of hilarious. You know, you get two of the top goals of the season in the same match within like 20 minutes of each other. New Mexico 6-1-2 and two when leading at halftime. Very good stats for them. I don't like that. I, I don't either. Here we got another message in. Do you think the Lou City halftime changes were planned ahead or were they based on first half play? Definitely, I think, first half play. I think, um, again, like I said before, I think I, I kind of viewing Owen Dom as kind of a defensively responsible sort of substitution in there. I think um, Oscar Moore excels in the offensive piece. Meanwhile, bringing in Elijah Widener, he's a little bit more heavy on the gas. And I'd say Jorge, who's probably kind of more of a uh, you know, more of an assist provider. Elijah's going to go out there and kind of get you goals and get some shots on target. So I definitely think this is a reflection of what Coach Danny Cruz was seeing in the play and what he thought that they brought to the pitch. So great question, um, Texter. Appreciate your contributions. Again, if you want to reach out and, and join the conversation, 437-9680. You can always hit us up on Twitter. I'm constantly monitoring that. Use the hashtag, hashtag City or just tweet directly at us. I'm at PurpleSDF. I'm at K-Swit. Let us know. I, I agree with that, though. I, I think Winder brings a little bit more of that just run and go work. New Mexico coming down that right side there, but nicely handled from 
Sean Tosh drawing the foul. It'll be a fifth third free kick coming out there for Louisville City. A yellow card, though, given to, I believe, Carlos Mogel Jr. He points back. I wonder if there was a foul, but that yellow card was presented by World of Beer. Carlos Mogel kind of surprised there. I, I don't know I'm, what that was for. I'd like to see that back again, but I mean, he plays a pretty physical game. He's good for, uh, for I think, card to match, and I think that's one element of the game he needs to work on. Love the intensity, but like, let's not draw as many cards because, again, if he was playing a game in, game out throughout the season, he definitely would have had a yellow card suspension by not the rate that he, he gets them. But <laughs> love the passion, though. Love the passion, but maybe we can dial down the passion a little bit. Uh, control it control a little bit. Control the yeah. passion. Channel the passion elsewhere. Uh, Louisville City seeing if they can break through, but New Mexico has just been really aggressive. They definitely look like a team that has a new spark underneath them from when they started the match. Louisville City working the ball with Sean Tosh around that back line trying to see if they can build something into the offense. Not many opportunities so far in this second half. We are just about five minutes into the second half, uh, but pretty even match within the middle of the pitch. And Carlos passes it to the midfield. Elijah gets it to Brian Ombi. Brian Ombi charging down the midfield, kind of working on the defense. Passing off looks like the Paulo Del Piccolo. They're going to recycle it backwards. And Louisville City just really being patient in their attack, which is what you want to see. Ball out wide, trying to find Owen Dom, and he earns a Vi-Fi corner kick there for Lou City. I believe this is their second corner kick. Mogel's going to run over take it. This is the side of the corner kick, though, where he's seen most of the success. This is where he's been able to whip in those golden services. It's on this side of the field, this corner. So maybe we can find one of those magic moments now as Mogel is lining up to take this set piece. Bread and butter right here. He's looking down the scope. Let's fire it off, get it right in the spot for a header. How about it? Waits the arm, plays, and it's a high looping ball to the back post. Able to get on the end of it is Wilson Harris, but no one able to find that second ball. It's cleared away. Manny Perez collects it at the top of the box. Ooh. Dribbles between two defenders somehow. Perez still on the ball, coming on the right side, cuts inside, tries to lay it off to a teammate, but no one is there. It's picked up by Kyle Adams just outside the center circle who finds Carlos Mogel, whips it out wide to Owen Dom, trying to find Elijah Winder. Winder's in the corner with lots of pressure on him. Not really much that he can do, but somehow he shakes his defender. It's in line, slots it through the goal, but I think they're going to say the ball was out of bounds. Casey, I don't know if you play wow. FIFA at all, but that move by uh, Manny Perez, wow. that's like a five-star skill move there. <laughs> that's that some beautiful stuff. I mean, it looked like a defender was going to take it from him. And uh, he somehow managed to shake one, not one, but two defenders and keep the ball. Just unfortunate he couldn't connect the the pass after beating those defenders. And they're a little unfortunate that it went out of bounds because Winder almost did the same thing there on the sideline or on the end line. Manny Perez and Ray Serrano, they are just artists on the ball. My brain can't even comprehend what they're doing. I can't even fathom having the, the skill to do that. They are just on a different plane of existence when it comes to that level of handling that they have. Oh, and we have a major change of events here, folks. There has been a red card given. A World of Beer red card has been given. I believe they're saying it is a second yellow, which I apologize. I don't remember when the first yellow was given, but it is for New Mexico. Number 49, Shunader Borjulin was given a second yellow, and so it's going to be a red card. Again, we apologize. We're not sure when the first yellow card came, but it is a red card, and he will be out of the match. Big change of events there. We are not mad about it at all. Let's see a replay 
play of this one. Paulo going in for the ball. Oh, Ooh, my gosh. Yeah, straight to the shin. That was an easy, easy card call there. I mean, there's two things I love about soccer. One is when your goalkeeper stops a penalty kick. Nothing quite like blocking uh, what you thought might be a goal against you. But the next big game-changing moment is a red card for the other team. Well, that and you so know much what? Fun. That could have almost been a straight red card. But the, his first yellow card, I looked back, and it came in the 16th minute of play uh, for a reckless foul. Not I, I don't remember seeing that one, but that was a studs-up challenge. Paulo Del Piccolo, I think, extremely fortunate to escape that one unscathed, not injured or anything, because that was a very, very vicious challenge. But New Mexico, now kind of up against it. They have to hold on to the lead and they only got 10 players out there. I mean, for almost 40 minutes, Louisville City is going to have this advantage here. They don't have a lot of excuses. Uh, There's a lot weighing on this match. Memphis dropped their game, meaning any points earned for Louisville City will see them gain that advantage on the table and get a home playoff spot. They need to take advantage of this. They may not know this element there, but they know they have to win each and every one of these games to put themselves in that spot. Big opportunity ahead for the boys in purple here on the road. Kyle Adams plays the ball out wide to Owen Dumb. Owen Dumb gets his head off, finds the cross, finds Wilson Harris. Harris dancing on the ball. No call for a penalty there. Looked a little bit shaky. The ref was right there. It was a bit tough to see. Back with Oliver Zimlin. They're going to try to recycle this one. But you you kind of think that was a penalty. I, I, yeah, I, I, I do my jump point thing. My silent <laughs> jump point. I'm like, yeah, you, ooh, I get there's VAR. You might want to take a look at that. No call on the field there. Kind of would like to see that one back to get a, a better judgment of that one. But I'm sure that is what Coach Danny Cruz is talking about the fourth official about. Wilson Harris has the ball down the end and then slots it back to Brian Ombi. Ombi tries to leave it for the trailing run of Elijah Winder, but it's cleared away. Again, I think we might get to see a replay here soon, but Louisville City plays it quickly, plays it back to Adams. Adams back out wide to Owen Dom. Owen Dom down that left side, does a little nice step over, crosses it into the box, but it's cleared away by New Mexico. Man, Louisville City, they're like sharks in the water after seeing that red card come out because now they're frothing out the mouth. They've taken control of this match. It is is, I was going to ask you, now. how does that really change Louisville City? How do, how do you think that makes them feel on the field? They, I mean, they know they have the advantage. New Mexico is definitely, if they weren't already planning on bunkering down, I think that's going to be more of their strategy here is like, they got to see this out. They have the advantage right now. They just cannot concede. Um, so I think they're going to be hard pressed to be finding another goal. Ideally, they're going to, I mean, obviously give it the good old college try here. But uh, I mean, Advantage Louisville City. It's always it's hard playing a man down. It's really well, difficult. But I think from a New Mexico standpoint, it, it, it's never good that you lose a player. But it, it's kind of fortunate as I think we're going to get a foul here, a fifth third free kick as Owen Dom was taken out by a bit of a, a late challenge. I think that is Schwartz there, the the goal scorer on the foul. A bit of a late challenge by him. So it'll be a free kick from Owen Dom. But the player that they lost was their center forward. And so they really don't have to make many other changes because they could have Sergio Rivas kind of float up a little bit higher. So they're not really losing a center back. They're not losing a key piece. So I I think from a a tactical standpoint for New Mexico, losing a player... that was probably the best player to lose. No, you're, you're absolutely spot on with that one. Again, they're up right now. Like it's not like they're going to they be don't chasing need the score a sheet. Goal necessarily currently. Exactly. So I guess the most favorable red card, if there is such thing as a favorable red card, but still good for Louisville City overall. 
ball whipped into the box. A couple headers back and forth and ends up being saved there from Andrew Thomas. Ball was played into that back post. It looked like it was Kyle Adams who headed it back across the goal and then it was headed back across to, I believe, Brian Ombi who tried to head that one on target. But a nice, easy save there from Thomas. The Kiwi was doing his best Sean Tosh impression trying to get a goal of his own as a center back. Would have loved to see that. Would have been his first for him in purple since joining earlier this season with a swap for Enoch Matiti Mushigalusa, who is now currently playing at San Diego. Yeah, good look there from Louisville City. I think that's the best set piece so far. Nice little headers back and forth. That's exactly how they wanted it drawn up, but I don't think that Adams was able to produce the power that he wanted. And we are going to see a change here for New Mexico. They are going to make a change as... Uh, Number eight, Hernandez. He's a mid... Nicky Hernandez. 25-year-old midfielder. Looks like he plays more of an advanced attacking sort of position. So it looks like they do want a little bit of that firepower back in the mix. Well, again, they're fighting for a spot, and we talked about how goal differential plays such a big factor in this. He's going to replace the goal scorer, Harry Schwartz, scoring that goal in the 32nd minute. Yep. Nicky Hernandez uh, came by way of uh, San Antonio early this season. So last season he was with the champion San Antonio, which you'll remember we played against them in that last match, and they were the ones that handed us that defeat. So he's seen this little city team in action before, and he's beat them before. So let's hope he doesn't channel any of that energy. But I appreciate that New Mexico isn't just going to completely sit in. I mean, I imagine they're going to park the bus some, but they're still looking to go forward as they play the ball of the field, headed away by Louisville City, New Mexico. They still have something to fight for as Brian Ombi tries to get a break there, but we're going to have another foul. It is a late tackle there from Justin Portillo, and he will now get a yellow card as he takes out Brian Ombi as Brian Ombi was trying to make a break for it. Yeah, another tough challenge. Easy call for the referee. Hard for anybody in New Mexico to argue that one. They they don't need to be accumulating any more cards or any precarious spot. But it does look like that Brian Obi is going to need some medical attention. I saw Carlos Mogal waving the staff over. We know that uh, Obi has uh, had a little bit of an injury problem throughout his career. So hopefully this isn't anything too detrimental. He's a key piece of this team, but he looks he looks like he's in a good bit of pain. He looks to be in some pain. He's kind of grabbing at the back of his right leg. I'm not sure if it's going to be a knee or a hamstring injury, but really not at all what you want to see from Brian Ombi, remember we had the question earlier about we were surprised that he was starting because of the injuries that he's had so far this season. And for him to take on a, a, an injury this late in the season is not at all what Louisville City needs. Paulo Del Piccolo having a nice word with the ref because this game is getting a, a bit chippy. He's talking about the foul that, you know, he, I'm sure he's talking about the foul that was on him and then now this foul. It's getting a bit chippy this match. We did compliment the referee early on on, on letting the boys play, but there is always a limit to that in any level of control. Again, I think I call called one out earlier that I and early in the match that, that I went it called and it's gotten to a point where there's been a few physical knocks within this game and uh yeah, I don't know. If, if if this isn't Brian Ombi doing a little bit of the dark arts, it's, you know, maybe you're playing with that man up. You bring in somebody like a, a Dylan Maris. Like, save him as, uh, save Ombi as much as possible. Don't make him force it all. Our texter from earlier tonight is probably, uh, probably thinking back. Like, he had this one spot on. He saw this, he saw this one <laughs> they coming. They knew and, immediately. Yeah, I mean, bravo, bravo <laughs> to you. And see into the future. But, uh, no, I think... <sighs> Not really who you want to lose, but I, I, I do believe if you need to sub him out, then I, I think it has to be Dylan Maris. And I'll, I wonder then if you push Winder a bit higher and let Maris kind of tuck in a bit. Uh, but 
I think with the referee letting this match play so much, it's all about finding the balance. I am a huge proponent of letting players play. I think the referee can sometimes have too much of an impact. Agree. But when the ref has taken a step back too much from the game, then that also has an impact. And I think we're seeing that now that he almost took too let too much go there in the first half and, and now it's beginning to come back and haunt him a bit. But a nice fifth third free kick here. Owen Domin Carlos Mogel. Mogel kind of chips it up over. It's a difficult angle and it just goes out of bounds for a goal kick. I think uh, I think some of these players were running two different playbooks on that set piece opportunity ball in a very different area than where the where the players were. Carlos is pretty precise, so maybe a little bit of miscommunication in that one. Currently, Brian Ombi is up in the action still, so as, at the, as it stands right now, it looks like he's going to be remaining in the match. Um, again, he's, he's too valuable to lose for the long term, so I, I hope that he is not trying to play through anything too uh too tough well i'm sure that they did a full workup and looked it through but because the thing is is ultimately hold on new mexico has the ball at the top of the box they have a shot it deflects it comes out to rivas rivas tries to have a go with it but oliver zimla does really well coming off of his line and deflecting that one away it will be a corner kick for new mexico on this play but I, what i was saying is i think that louisville city has to also keep in mind they have clinched they don't have home game, but they have clinched, so they have to make sure that they have players healthy for the playoffs. Right, but at the same time, I think Coach Cruz looks I at it. I 100% each and every agree. 100% <laughs> yeah. agree, because I'm the most competitive person yeah. you could ever meet, but you have to also keep in mind, too, they have clinched, so you also have to have them in your back of your mind of, do I risk pushing my players too much? Oh, I, no, I agree with you. I'm like, I, I I would not mind seeing Ombi come out, largely because of the position this team finds themselves in in this current match. They are a man up. They have a good 30-some-odd minutes to work with. You've got an attacker, Dylan Maris, on there. I know it looks like Paulo de Piccolo probably will have to come out at some point in the match, but maybe maybe you make this the match where he pushes that one a little farther than what he's been doing for the majority of the season. But, again, we will keep our eyes out and peeled to see who's going to be stepping up for the line for substitution later in the match. And uh, that might tell us uh, exactly what is going on in Coach Danny Cruz's head. The corner kick for New Mexico showing no threat at all and Louisville City having possession across their back line. As Right as I say that, though, Kyle Adams has, again, a little bit of an errant touch. He was on the, the transition part of the field between the dirt and the, the, the turf, I guess you could say, uh, and has a little bit of a missed touch there out of bounds. So New Mexico collects the ball there, and they're going forward. Rivas trying to have a touch at the top of the box, played back to Zimla. Zimla clears it long, and Louisville City trying to advert a little bit of a attack here from New Mexico. New Mexico coming in pretty strong. Yeah, ball floating around in center field right now. Wilson Harris trying to chase it down. Chasing shadows a bit. Working down by third base. I actually, I, I really like working in the, the baseball stuff in this area. <laughs> <laughs> good old, good old lower league soccer. Lower you gotta, league. you gotta love it. One gotta day, appreciate. One it. day we're gonna look back and there, there, every, all these teams are gonna have nice soccer specific saying, but we're gonna look back as remember what we were remember calling on the when? radio, playing ba- games on a baseball stand. It's gonna sound so foreign, but hey, it's kind of the charm of it. It's kind of fun, and we will see a substitution here. The substitution is brought to you by Fortna. It will be Dylan Maris who have been talking about quite a bit the super sub coming on in the 64th minute he is going to replace Paulo Del Piccolo who again we talked about is not one to typically go a full match I think this is a great substitution a really smart play by Danny Cruz yeah I mean like we said multiple time no nothing against Paulo Del Piccolo but he's not a uh, do it all 90 minutes uh, 
match um, condition kind of anymore. So Dylan Maris, good fill-in for that one. So I, this is looking to appear that maybe Brian Ombi may stay in for at least a, a longer duration within this match. Is um, Owen Dom works the ball down there to Wilson Harris cross scooped up by the New Mexico keeper. Not too threatening of opportunity, but they are getting it into the right areas. But, uh, I mean, time's slowly starting to creep away. We've had this player advantage, but it's not really resulted in too many big opportunities like we would have hoped. I would say in New Mexico's favor, they're down a man, but you really don't notice it out there. I think they've done very well to kind of shift players around to fill that void. Uh, you don't notice that they're playing down, and I think that's because it was also an attacking player, so you, then they haven't had too many opportunities going forward, and they already aren't committing a lot of numbers going forward as New Mexico under some pressure defensively. They play it back to Thomas. Thomas under pressure from Weiner Force to just kick that one away, and we'll see Kyle Adams going over to take the throw in as Louisville City begins to build in this second half haven't really had many opportunities they've had two shots with only one of those on target they've seen 54 percent of the possession so definitely seeing more of the game but again being a man up you would imagine that they would have more of the ball that they would be dominating a bit more i mean not just the man up you have wilson harris you have brian Ombi. you have elijah widener you have dylan maris you have all sorts of attacking options in the mix now so i think now is the point in which the expectation is going to get even higher that we start putting at least some shots on target, make this goalie work to keep his clean sheet that he currently has. Um, They have that 1-0 lead still, and they need that win to stay in the playoff hunt. So they're going to be bunkering down as much as possible to retain that. But Louisville City's got to find the way to break through. Again, man up, all sorts of attacking talent. Not any good excuses not to make something happen in these next 30 minutes. We're in the 67th minute. We have a goal kick for New Mexico as Louisville City tries to play a ball to the back post. But again, the passing has just been off. It is a shorter field. It is a more narrow field. But they've had 67 minutes so far to adjust to the playing surfaces. And I just think Louisville City not being sharp enough when they get into the final third. I feel like I've said that almost every single match. It's like I'm having deja vu of saying they aren't sharp sharp enough that it's not good enough and they get into the final third and it's just kind of been the woes of Louisville City so far this season as they work it across the back line trying to build going forward a bit West Sharpie on the ball Oliver Zimla coming way far out of his box almost to the center circle with the ball right now at his feet as New Mexico is perfectly content just sitting back defensively inviting Louisville City forward as Sean Toch has a horrible pass and plays it right into Hernandez. That was an awkward sequence. Yeah, he kicked it right into uh, West Sharpie's back, goes out of bounds and slows down what could have been a little bit of a fast break for the New Mexico team. So Shantosh got bailed out just a little bit in that one. Well, that's a couple times now where Louisville City's been fortunate. They got the offsides flag in the first half, and now the missed pass from Hernandez there. Because, I mean, it would have been three-on-two situation, and Louisville City would have been all out of sorts. New Mexico with a throw-in on that left side, trying to see if they can get some offense going forward. But it goes out of bounds. Manny Perez going to leave the throw for West Sharpie to take, trying to push as many bodies forward as they can. Louisville City has to get the ball in their offensive half to see if they can begin to get something going. They have been out 
shot by New Mexico. New Mexico has eight shots with two of those on target. Louisville City with six shots, three of those on target. New Mexico with that expected goals number, that fancy little math equation. Their oh, I'm, I'm expected a big goals are .46, and Louisville City's only .27. So again, a little bit disappointing that even though they've had three shots on target, which is more shots on target than New Mexico has had, the opportunity for those balls to go in hasn't been high whatsoever. I mean, I think that meets the I test New Mexico has maybe been slightly more dangerous with their attacking opportunities than Louisville City, but either team not really too deserving of a goal. New Mexico obviously did find one themselves, but uh, Louisville City's got to got to really figure this out again. Like time keeps ticking and ticking away. It's one thing not to score a goal though, but the even bigger thing is that they can't make sure they cannot concede another one. Coming back from two goals, allowing a goal to get scored on you by ten men—that's that's just embarrassing. There's uh, just no other way of putting that. You can't do that, and I mean to be then be coming back when you're down two goals on the road—that is just tough. That is hard to do. And uh, I, I mean, Louisville City is capable of coming back. But remember those stats in the beginning where Louisville City was what one four and one win on the road and conceding a goal is we're going to get another foul here, a yellow card Good for call. Nikki. Hernandez. It's going to be a fifth, third free kick. It's about 35, maybe 40 yards from goal. Maybe a little bit too straight on for a nice cross. But when you have Mogel over top of the ball, you know it's going to be a nice service into the box. I imagine he's going to try to bend it to the back post. But a good set-piece opportunity here for Lou City. Yeah, it was good. I mean, Dell and Maris put himself in a dangerous position to break away. Had to go, had to go for that ball, whether he's going to foul him or not. Didn't really have an opportunity. I'm not going to call it a professional foul. But it was a it was a move he had a risky move he had to make to stop that because otherwise Louisville was going to be in a pretty nice position. But now they get a pretty nice free kick opportunity. Yeah, a little bit of a long shot, but good enough for um, Mogel to whip into the box, which he does. Nobody finds the end of it. However, not sure if his his um, his free kicks have been off target or if the team has just been on a different page as far as their placement. Because that's a, that's a, there's been a couple of those kind of. Uh, I'd say bigger misses now. Nobody's yeah. really too close to that one. It is fortunate, though, that the New Mexico player got a deflection on it, so it has gone out for a Wi-Fi corner kick, and we will see Mokel try to whip this one in. But I just feel like maybe the services and the runs haven't been the same as he whips his corner kick into the middle of the box, headed, and it's just wide. Ooh. I don't know if it was Lucity that got on the end of it, or it, I believe it was New Mexico, a clearing header there, as Mokel's just going to run to the other side for another Wi-Fi corner kick on the right side of the pitch. This one a little bit trickier with the run-up potentially, but nice little glancing clearing header there from New Mexico. Mogel will get a chance to try it all over again on this side as he prepares to whip this one in. Has raises his arm, has the run-up. Raises his arm again. I guess we're going for a second time. And here he's going to send the ball into the box. It's a nice ball to the back post, but a nice grab from Andrew Thomas to come out and collect that one. Like an NFL receiver going up and snagging that one out of the air. And he really hasn't had to do much in this match. I mean, Louisville City having those three shots on target, but I don't feel like they tested him really at all. He hasn't had to make any sort of spectacular save or any of the shots that Louisville City have as we have a, a foul called against New Mexico. be a, a fifth, third free kick for Louisville City back by our, our center backs there. But I feel like we haven't tested 
Thomas enough to really understand what he can do. I mean, you're completely right. And that's unfortunately been a lot, a large part of the season, just like a lack of offensive output that we would have otherwise expected from this team. A lot of great offensive talent just hasn't seen the fully click like we would have otherwise liked. This defense has really kind of helped keep this team um, afloat. And again, like we were talking about earlier, Coach Danny Cruz puts a lot of emphasis particularly on that. But now now he needs the offense to step up and, and make something happen in this match, whether it's one point or three points, because right now they're on track for zero points. Yeah, and they, they need to get something, especially, like you said, with Memphis dropping points. Currently has Louisville City sitting in fifth place with Memphis in fourth. Louisville City trying to get, get something going forward. The ball goes out of bounds, and it's going to be a throw in. As we approach the 73rd minute, New Mexico just going to slowly begin to continue to take their time on these set pieces, eat the time off the clock all those time wasting game management tactics that are so frustrating when you're the team down but when you're that team winning you're like yes slow that down take your time <laughs> to get the ball <laughs> I mean this it's so far been 20 minutes of a player up advantage for Louisville City and not a ton to show for it again like you know, I don't want to press the alarm button too early, but time keeps ticking and ticking away. And uh, like like we were talking about earlier, the goalkeeper has not been put to work too much. So far, it's been a relatively easier paycheck for him to collect. Let's make that one difficult. Let's make his life miserable in the locker room. Let's put a few past him and get the three points. But right now, it's New Mexico on their breakaway. Made it through the line. One-on-one opportunity to pass Semla. And it looks like this one is going to count... New Mexico, two, Louisville City, nil. And that seemingly came from nothing. Yeah, that just kind of broke out of nowhere. Nikki Hernandez able to pick the ball up and running at the back line. It was almost like you have no idea where the back line even went. But I'm interested to see here because this sort of celebration could potentially get a yellow card. And Nikki Hernandez is already on a yellow card. So interested to see what the ref decides to do in this situation because that is definitely yellow card worthy. Interested to see what the ref does. Regardless, Louisville City now down 2-0 off this just breakthrough of a shot. Not really sure where it came through, but a great finish from Nikki Hernandez. Regardless, nothing Oliver Zimla could do. is kind of left out on an island by himself. As we get a look at the replay, yeah, the ball just kind of pokes through. Mogel is trying to track him back. Hernandez just uses the right foot and passes it into that far post. Nothing Zimla could do, and now Louisville City is probably looking at a loss here. Look, I'm, uh, I, I won't shy away from the fact I'm a huge fan of showmanship. Chad Johnson's my favorite athlete of all time. So from a just general perspective, I think that was fantastic of the mask, but that's a really risky move. If I'm a referee, I am insta- I'm giving a yellow card. Anytime a prop comes out or you do oh, something like up. that. Had, oh. Yes, yes, I believe we did. Hold on, folks. Hold your horses. The referee is coming over to talk to the official. He had a card in his hand. We did not really see what was going on there. There is going to be a substitution for, I believe, Blue City. He's doing a gesture to the face. He's clearly talking about that mass situation, which, again... Very dumb in the game of soccer because there's repercussions like that. A flag in football doesn't mean that much, but a, I mean, a, a yellow card or potentially a red Especially card. Especially when you're already on a yellow. This is some what electric stuff, people. What are you doing? Okay, so we haven't really shown the card yet. I do believe, though, that Louisville City is going to be subbing off Kyle Adams. I didn't see who was going in for him. Ray Serrano, it appears, has stepped onto the pitch for Louisville City. That substitution is brought to you by Fortna. We're still waiting to get official word on 
whether he gave the yellow card to Nikki Hernandez, which, mind you, that would be his second yellow card, which would then be a red card. That means then, as we hold on, we see Hernandez. Yes, he's walking off. He is walking off the pitch. The goal was in the 74th minute. We're now in the 76th red minute. Red card. And yes, it is a red card. <laughs> so that is a second yellow for Nikki Hernandez. What a dumb play. Let me just interject that there. How stupid. Just yeah. flat out stupid. USL after dark. Again, I appreciate the showmanship, but you got to know in the game of soccer, cards are game changing. and We saw it here. Their team is already down a man, now down another. Mind this. He subs in in the 58th minute. And now he gets a red card in the 76th minute. He's not here for a long time. He's no. here for a good time. And a He's yellow here for a good time. Oh, that's a, oh! I thought another card was coming yeah. out. Okay, that was they were actually showing the footage of the red card coming out because we didn't get to see it. A lot of confusion going on with the camera situation because, I mean, like us, I'm sure the camera has a little confused <laughs> on the situation. So, folks, massive change of events here. New Mexico is now playing with nine men on the pitch after red cards shown to Borgelin and Hernandez, both of them second yellow cards. So they are down to nine men so far. The, the change did come, I believe, for Louisville City. They have haven't officially said it yet, but uh, Ray Serrano is on the pitch, so trying to bring another offensive force as uh, New Mexico is also making a change here. They are going to be subbing Portillo off, and Hamilton will be coming on, maybe trying to see if they can solidify that back line a little bit, but I mean... I wow, can't, I can't, I can't get over this. Like that, <laughs> like have you have you seen this before? Like a, a team already down a man, and then a player does something that blatantly card worthy something absolutely preventable I mean, and the thing is, is refs have really been cracking down on the showmanship. I mean, if you take your jersey off, it's an automatic yellow card. It's it's like, kind of delaying the game a bit, and I, and I think it's appropriate. I think it's fine. There's ways to celebrate. You can still celebrate, but you don't have to go get props and do this whole showmanship the well, way that he did. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with it, but you got to know the situation. You're already at, your, your team is already down a man, and you already have a yellow card. That is not worth the risk, my friend. That is not friend. worth You're the risk. You're probably not going to see a straight red card for something like that. So no. If your no. team's not down a player already and you don't already have a yellow card, like Go for you know, it. You know, Go may, for maybe it. there's some guys out there willing to roll the dice a little bit, and that just was not well planned. And oh, cross uh, floating cross into the box was almost whipped in. It looks like that's Ray Serrano now into the match, and yes, that is him who tried to take that swipe. So that was our mystery player that we saw get subbed in earlier. Yeah, so it was for Kyle Adams. It was Ray Serrano. Again, like we said, magician on the ball along with Manny Perez. Just love watching their ball skills. Well, and I love that they're trying to bring in some more offensive power. So it looks like now they are going to be shifted into the four back, pushing Ray Serrano high up the field with Ombi and Harris and Winder up there, going for a little bit more offense, trying to claw their way back into this match as a handball was called. It's going to be a set piece for New Mexico. Louisville City has to see if they can get this one going. Yep. We've approached the 79th minute, so they're running out of time here. They have to get two goals back in this match. Yeah, Carlos didn't argue that one too much. He's on a yellow card of his own. He can't really be putting himself in a, in a bad position. We were already making fun of the other guy. He can't be doing the same thing. No, we can't have any more silly red card, yellow cards and red cards like that. I mean, <laughs> I just... I mean, this is some top-tier stuff here. You don't get this every day. Again, it's it's Thur- Lou City after dark. Thoroughly enjoying it. And Lou City after dark, the things that you get. So, still have not taken this set piece. They are taking their sweet, sweet time. As uh looks like 
They've got Suggs over it as well as Moreno setting up. But Suggs will be the one to take this one, just looping a ball towards that back post, headed across the goal face Are you and kidding? in the back of the net. It is 3-0. Wait, or was that way offsides? It? I think it was offsides. Thank goodness, because wow, could you imagine? 3-0. I was about to be irate, but yeah. Things are about to get thrown in here, folks, because it was, I mean, I would. I cannot wait to see the replay of this. And the ball was played to the back post. It was headed across the goal face, a really nicely taken set piece, headed across the goal face, and it looked like it was. It might be the foul in the box they might have, might oh, have might called have been a there. Foul there. Yeah, it doesn't look like an offside, so it looks like when Seymour it, was the one that tapped it in. And let's see, a, a bit of a push there is like off the ball. Beat. It's kind of like a, a shield, and it looks like Hamilton was the one potentially called for the foul on that one. Sent Ombi to the ground, yeah, maybe a little bit of shove action in that mix. So, but New Mexico right back down with Rivas having a shot from at the top of the box that's deflected away. New Mexico is not rolling over in this match, and they're making it very difficult. Louisville City able to win that one as they're trying to build up the field, see if they can counter quickly through Elijah Winder, dribbling up the field, Getting his head up, tries to play it out wide there to Manny Perez. Down that right side, Perez has acres of space in front of him. Gets his head up to try to whip across in. Takes a touch down towards the end line. Is blocked away from Suggs, and Suggs clears it away, but not too far. Just to the top of the box where they're met with pressure. Sean Tosh picks it up, gets his head up, tries to find a service, but plays it wide to Manny Perez. Perez, I believe, is going to be fouled. Yes, he is. So it's going to be a fifth, third free kick there. I got a little kick. No, I think they're calling a dangerous play. But, folks, you can now head to Twitter and vote for your man of the match, your Lynn family. Let me make sure I get this read right so I don't (laughs) mess it up. Head to Twitter to vote for your Lynn Family Sports Vision and Training Man of the Match. The poll will be open for the next 10 minutes, so vote now at twitter.lucity.com. There was also a substitution there. Armando Moreno was subbed off for, I believe it was. Let me take a look here. While you're looking that up, I was a little concerned that whole sequence wasn't going to happen because Dylan Maris put that up put that um, New Mexico player down pretty hard back on their on their half yes. and so I was afraid something might get called there but uh, but thankfully that was uh, not to be still haven't seen the poll come out yet on Twitter I'm refreshing my page but anyway Casey who so far is your man of the match hard to pick one when you're losing two to nil honestly I, I don't know if I can sit here and tell you a player that for Lucity that has stood out to me. Um, I don't think anyone has had a spectacular performance. I don't think anyone has necessarily played well. Um, I, 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 I don't, pass. I don't know. I, I <laughs> can I come back to you with that one? I think I'm going to need time to think about it because typically there's a player that is, you know, standing out there playing well, they're doing great, but I, I don't think anyone is really playing well, and I think that's why they're down 2-0 right now, and I think that's why they are not creating opportunities in the second half. They have four shots with only one of those on target. I mean, they just haven't been able to get much going, and then to concede a goal when you're up a man, I, I just and almost a second goal. Almost yeah. a second goal. Yeah, so I mean, it's there's, just... It's definitely been New Mexico, the more dangerous tough. team. I mean... A uh, few tweets on my timeline here kind of expressing frustration and kind of sharing our thoughts on we can't pick anybody for man of the match. Somebody comparing it saying that their son's high school soccer team could beat Louisville <laughs> City. Another saying we look like a Sunday league side. Maybe a little bit of uh, little hyperbolic statements here, but uh, but to their point, I mean, 
The expectations are very high at Louisville City. We know we have tremendous amount of talent. We saw what this team did last year. Largely we know a what this team is capable of. That's the frustrating thing. It's not like these guys are playing together for the first time. We're still figuring out who they are. This team went to the championship last year. They put up record numbers. We're just not quite seeing that here. Now, as we approach the 84th minute, Louisville City trying to send some bodies forward. Ball into the box, but New Mexico has just had an answer for everything. Louisville City, again, missing those passes, missing those through balls. They've got almost every player forward, even the center backs. A ball slipped through, though, to Elijah Winder, who tries to cross it. It's deflected out of bounds for a Vi-Fi corner kick. They're looking to take this quickly. Again, we are in the 84th minute, approaching the 85th minute. A corner taken short to Mogel, played back to Manny Perez. Perez takes a touch out wide, tries to get a service, but takes a bad touch. It's back to Ray Serrano. Ray Serrano out wide, sends in across to the near post, headed away by New Mexico. Harris tries to get on the other way, but can't get to it. Owen Dom collects it in the middle of the field, and they try to cycle this ball back through. It looks like Mogel on the wing, but can't find anything. It has to go all the way back to Dom towards the halfway line, who has to play to Zimla, who is standing at the halfway line. He wants to play in the field, doesn't he? He wants to go up there. I mean, if it gets any closer, we might be seeing him. Ombi out wide. Whips in a service to the back post. Oh, Manny Perez, and no. he just completely shanks it. Oh, no. my goodness. Manny Perez was wide open on that back post, has time to take a touch, and just gets it all wrong. Completely shanks that shot wide, and it is going to be a goal kick. You felt like that had to be that opportunity for them. That might be one of the best chances for either teams tonight, and just, man, he's he's going to be thinking about that when we lays down and goes to bed tonight, no matter what the result is. Wish he could have had that one back. Man, share your he thoughts. Had the time. Share your thoughts with us in the final minutes of this four three seven nine six eighty. We want to hear from you about your thoughts on this match, which has been kind of frustrating thus far. We're losing two to nil. About five minutes plus stoppage time remaining. Um, starting to look bleak for a team that is up two players. I know, up two players and cannot get anything going. They try to swing the ball out wide. They look for that cross into the box, but. <laughs> Again, it's just high and nowhere. It's two no one. The service into the box, it's just not good enough for Louisville City. Race Serrano running to get the ball is uh, Andrew it's, Thomas slowly walking to eat the time off the clock. It's, it's just extremely frustrating. It's, it's, it seems like we're playing this annoying cross and pray methodology. I'd rather than bounce it around the outside of the box, circling like a shark, looking for an opening to take, rather than bomb down the flank and whip it in and see what happens. That was, that was, nobody was around on that cross. There and was I've nobody talked there. about this numerous times. Nothing frustrates me more than when they play those hopeful balls. And I, I played an outside forward. I played in the center forward. I, I played several different positions. But when I was an outside forward we would do this training session where whenever we crossed a ball we had to get our head up and we had to call out who we were playing it to we had to have a service with a purpose just because you're out wide doesn't mean you have to send a ball in if there's no one in the box don't send the ball in keep the ball instead of just sending in these hopeful crosses get your head up pick out a player as Louisville City is just sending cross after cross and meeting no one again here it's balls cleared out Sharpie's able to pick it up and tries to play it out wide but plays it out of bounds but Louisville City crosses without a purpose it's, it's, it's been, just it's, frustrating it's, it's been particularly bad tonight i think a couple of those crosses had a bad better chance of reaching uri than some of the players <laughs> on the pitch nowhere near that i think at least usually there's somebody vaguely in the vicinity but just a few 
few odd ones in this one. And again, just get your head up and pick out a person because if you do that, you're going to have a better opportunity of getting on the end of it. And Louisville City has been struggling with that all season as they try to continuously get something going. Ray Serrano has the ball in the middle of the field trying to get forward. New Mexico getting every single body back behind the ball. Ray Serrano tries to cross it to the back post. No one there. Headed away by New Mexico. Picked up by Owen Dom who sends in another cross. Headed Oh, just barely wide there. I think it was Wilson Harris got on the end of that one just barely wide off a service from Owen Dom. You know, my problem with this, even when you do get on target, headers are very hard to control. It's very hard to be accurate with. Again, like, take your time and pick your shots. Let's not go with this this. Um, quantity over quality sort of strategy it seems to be happening right now. Somebody on Twitter says, I thought this was pretty funny. Someone tell Lou City they're up two players. <laughs> Might be a little late to let them know now because I don't know what they're going to do about it at this point. I know. We are in the 88th minute here. Just seconds ticking away. About to be in the 89th as uh, we approach it right now. The 89th minute. We'll be getting stoppage time here pretty soon. You imagine there'll be a couple minutes. There was a few injuries, but I don't know if it'll be any more than like three or four minutes we got to think of the mask break we had, too. Yeah, maybe maybe four, then. I, I would say maybe four minutes of stoppage time. But you have to get two goals. So that means you've got five minutes left, potentially, in this match to get two goals as the ball pops out to Dylan Maris at the top of the box, tries to have the spectacular moment that he did last weekend, but shanks it over the top of the goal, and it's going to be a set piece as Andrew Thomas just walks to take his time, has a little bit of a sip of water, enjoying the nice weather, the nice evening with all the fans there. The only solace that I have for what's starting to look like a loss for Louisville City is the fact that Nicky Hernandez is probably sitting in the <laughs> locker room wearing his mask with his head down all sad and dejected but you know what he's not alone because he had another friend so they're hanging out together they can hang out and have a little red card club but yeah. again just to be up two players and again to not have it reflect 11 shots now for Louisville City but still only three of those shots on target so that has not changed they've only had one shot on target this entire second half, even with being up two players. That is pretty alarming. Four shots inside the box for them. They haven't hit the word work at all. They've entered the final third 33 times in the second half. Overall, they've entered it 59 times this match. Casey, is it is it fair at this point to maybe say that we don't deserve a home field playoff match? I, I hate saying I really do, but like we, I mean, there's been a couple times now within this this like late stretch of the season where we're kind of fighting with Memphis here that we keep fumbling opportunities to take an advancement on them, I and mean, like I'm just I'm just wondering like would it would it be a little fluky for us to make fourth? Is that fair? I, I, I you get you're getting yeah, performances like yeah. this. We're up two men and they're up to two nil. Yeah. We've hardly had a chance. It's not like their goalie's been. Been playing Thomas out of his mind. Thomas hasn't do hasn't had to do a single thing. All the shots have been right at him. I, I kind of like to think I could have played Thomas's role tonight. Like <laughs> he hasn't yeah, had that yeah. much to do. Maybe I'm underselling him a little bit. No, but I, he really hasn't, though. In all honesty, the, there hasn't been a moment where he's had to come out and make himself big, or he had to come out on a one-on-one situation. He had one ball where he had to collect his ball played over top for New what Mexico, and Hurst is making the run. Zimla has to come out and body him a bit. He's trying to argue that there Awkward. should have been a foul called as Zimla bodies Hurst, but New Mexico almost breaking through as Louisville City falling asleep almost, it looks like, they're on the field. What is going on in this match? They are going the wrong direction with their play. Five minutes of stoppage announced. A little bit of opportunity, but 
Seems like a steep hill to climb to get two goals in, especially with how this entire match has gone thus far. Yeah, watching the replay, very awkward sequence. No foul by by Zemla there, but just awkward that he had to come out like that and get physical on the edge of the box in the first place. And stoppage time is presented by the Louisville Muhammad Ali International Airport. Like we said, the refs have added five minutes of stoppage time. A minute of that has already been played. So Louisville City, really just the clock is not working in their favor. Only about less than four minutes as Manny Perez makes a run going forward. He gets his head up to see if he has any options. Plays it out wide to Ray Serrano. Serrano takes a touch inside. Has a nice little shove in the back but ends up finding Sean Tosh. Ref lets him play on. He plays it out wide to Manny Perez on the op- or Owen Dom on the opposite side of the field. Dom takes a touch inside. Plays it out wide. Cross into the box and it is wide and out of bounds. I, I, I bet you all would have never guessed that I would have said that. Yeah, it was about 10 feet from the, from the next guy, which, I mean, at the level that they're playing, 10 feet's a quite a large gap. I would feel like that was a success for me if I put it within 10 feet of somebody, but not good enough for what we're needing Well, here. not even 10 feet from somebody, but it was also 10 feet in the air from someone even being able to challenge it. So it was too high and too and long. There was no opportunity for a teammate to get on the end of it. It's going to bounce right at the end line, not, not giving them not much space to work with here. It's just... Looking looking pretty grim for those of us who stayed up late to to watch this West Coast matches. Louisville City seems to be on track for dropping points. Again, Sting's extra worse knowing that Memphis also dropped points, meaning we're going to remain in fifth. They're going to remain in fourth. Yeah, I mean, it was a golden opportunity for them to jump up as Louisville City still tries to work up that left side. Owen Dom coming down the left, a little bit of a step over. Doesn't really have much to go with it. Plays it back to West Sharpie. Sharpie finds Sean Tosh in the middle of the field. Tosh is almost at the top of the box. He's so close. Has it go within himself. A complete wasted opportunity. Well over the bar. He was maybe trying to compete for that uh, field goal position. Uh, you know to what? Try to be the kicker on a football team. I on- mean, there was the first half opportunity. <laughs> maybe he's trying to put his highlight reel in too. Hey, if we got three points, I would put it ahead. But I mean, <laughs> for what it's worth, it wasn't a cross. He took a shot. Maybe not his shot, but. Um, you know, it's it's something different, but still still not what we need. Take the patience, work around the box, but they're kind of running out of time for that, that patience element anymore. That that ship sailed. Yeah, we're in the 94th minute. Was there any um, update on the man of the match situation? That, that tweet never came out. We did not get to vote on it because you know what? The people putting that poll together are probably in the same probably boat as us. Agree. Who do we put Who on do we this put? poll? Brian Omi has the ball at the top of the box, has a shot, has maybe a bit of a deflection, but it just trickles wide. That was maybe the closest, most effort that Thomas has had to put in diving for that one. It did not take a deflection, so it will be a set piece. We're approaching the 94th minute. To make this like a basketball analogy, it feels like we're, we're, we're running down the court and taking real deep threes. We're not even getting to the line, let alone getting, getting, getting into the paint and going for the easy two-point shots. Um, they're not making it their easy. It's on either themselves. going for the threes or going for the alley oop with no player around there. So it's just kind of like throwing the ball up and hoping with those services. It's like and me playing a, a basketball video game. <laughs> I'm just trying to do the fun stuff: deep threes yes. or, or alley oop jams. The half court shot. We are now in the 95th minute of play. Louisville City down 2-0 so far. Goal kick there. Played long. Louisville City able to get on the end of it with Sean Tosh, but it's coming right back at them. Mogel trying to collect it. Louisville City needs to get the bodies forward. It's almost going to be too little too late, though, you feel, if they're able to get a goal. I mean, it would just kind of be consolation goal at that point it's just kind of i mean what I mean, what, 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 what is are you gonna do what does it really mean like i'm i'm straight up not having a good time here <laughs> ball played into the middle to dylan maris tries to link up with brian ombi 
bouncing around a bit back out to Dylan Maris, who collects it in the middle of the field. There's about 10 seconds left within this 95th minute. Uh, Sean Tosh plays it to Maris. Maris plays it to Wes Sharpie. Again, just kind of dancing around the top of the box. Finds Owen Dom inside the box on the right side. Crosses it in, but it's going to be out of bounds. And it was well over the bar. And you got to imagine that's going to be the last kick here. As soon as Thomas puts this ball back into play, the ref's going to blow his whistle. And actually, I think he just did as we see uh, Thomas celebrating. No, I there. think I think he's I think he knows that he it's going to come. Much to sense it up one, there. Yeah. And, He's being a little obnoxious knowing that they're going to have two players missing in their next game and they just only barely hung on to their playoff hopes. Yeah, that's me being a little bitter, but uh, but man, what a wasted opportunity. But for, they got for the Little job City. done. I mean, and flat out, they got the job done there. Their backs are against the wall. They knew that they had to win to, to stay alive and that's exactly know. you know, what salty. they're about to do. But Louisville City not getting the job done and there's been numerous times as the ball's put into play and the ref blows the whistle there. We have so much to talk about and digest as we come back after this break. Louisville City loses to New Mexico 2 to nothing. Again, so much to discuss after this break. You may have been born to be wild, but you weren't born to be dead from a needless motorcycle crash. So when you're even just a little impaired, you do not get your motor running. You do not head out on the highway. What you do is get a ride from a sober friend, a taxi or rideshare service, or public transportation. Because you may be looking for adventure, but you're not looking for trouble. Please ride sober. Paid with funds through the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety. The Boost by Kroger Plus membership is more than worth it. Because every time you shop for your groceries, you get two times fuel points and free delivery on your purchase. Try it free for 30 days and start saving big today. With Boost by Kroger Plus, you'll have less worries and more rewards. So what are you waiting for? Join now. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Eligible for free grocery delivery on orders over $35. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Nansen Craft Florist, family owned and operated in Louisville since 1850. A local one-stop shop for flowers, whether it's for a special occasion or no reason at all. Nansen Craft Florist, 141 Breckenridge Lane. Call 502-897-6551 for nationwide shipping and same-day local delivery for any occasion. Online at nansencraft.com. Remember, you don't need a reason to brighten someone's day with beautiful flowers from Nansen Craft. Proud partner of Louisville City FC. You're listening to Kentuckiana's ESPN 680, WHBE Newburgh and 1057 WHBE FM Eminence Frankfurt. From their first steps to their first dance, high chairs to high school. At Norton Children's, we know that when you're a parent, one thing stays the same through every stage. Their health is the most important thing in the world to you, which is why it's the only thing we do. Caring just for kids. For all the little things, the big things, and everything in between. NortonChildrens.com slash Just for Kids. For all the care along the way. It's time for the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety Postmatch Show. Now, here's Jeff Milby and Casey Whitfield. 
Casey and Benton here with you. Tonight's final score is brought to you by Gorski Law Office and the boys in purple fall 2-0 on the road to New Mexico. This post game is presented to you by the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety and the match really started in Lou City's favor but in the 20, the 32nd minute conceded a goal by Schwartz and we're really just kind of chasing the game from that point in the 53rd minute though they got a little bit of maybe what looked like a light at the end of the tunnel. A second yellow was given to Borjulin and he got a red card and was out of the match. So playing a man up, but uh, just a little bit later, Hernandez able to find the back of the net. But again, another change, a turn of events. He gets a second yellow off of his celebration and now he has a red card and Louisville City's up two men, but still not able to find the back of the net and they fall on the road to New Mexico 2-0 thoughts on this game i thought long and hard about man of the match and i've decided it is the mask the mask <laughs> the mask gets man of the match sell getting pulling out the red card but ultimately did not help Louisville city two players sent off it's it's it, you don't get one player sent off often let alone two and nothing comes from it look we had three on target shot i think that's the number that you told me at halftime I'm sure our XG isn't even 0.5, which is not exactly a great number. 0.68. Okay, but New Mexico's is 0.67, and they had two goals. So just a little, you know, a little fruit for your brain. I mean, there. I mean, we we just did not create enough given the situations that we were in, particularly the fact that we're up up players, and we did off. They did a pretty good job throughout, oftentimes in the match, getting into New Mexico's half. But it was just what happened when they got there. A lot we were we were complaining a lot at the end of the match about the crosses. Where were they going? Who were they going to? I feel like there needs to be a level of patience, working around the box, making the making the defenders move around and just wait for that open in the strike and not be too impulsive. If you want to join us in this conversation in this last little stretch, please text us on the jobs text UPS jobs text line. Four three seven nine six eighty. I want to hear from you and your thoughts and your frustrations because Casey, I'm frustrated. If you couldn't tell. Uh I don't know how you can't be frustrated after that one. Uh it was not the best performance from Louisville City. And we talked about going into this match, leading up to it, how they haven't been consistent at all so far this season. And it's been really frustrating from a fan standpoint to not know what Louisville City team is going to show up. I, I got asked the question uh, a couple days ago, how do you think Louisville City is going to do in the tournament? And I said, well, which team's going to show up? Because that's the big question. Is it going to be the team last weekend that showed so much heart, so much grit to fight back into that one and to get the win? Or is it going to be the team tonight that pretty much just like rolled over and let New Mexico do what they went? Oh, you got a goal. Go ahead, finish the match the way you want it. Because after that goal, I mean, New Mexico looked like they, here, they scored a goal with nine players on the field. They got fortunate that nothing. it was a foul. They scored a goal with nine players and we couldn't even score with 11. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just. It's just been extremely frustrating that we have so much talent, so much offensive power, and we aren't able to capitalize. It does break Wilson Harris's goal streak, though. He was on a four-game scoring streak there for Louisville City, so that is now ended. And, you know, really, he didn't have any opportunities. Now, one thing I want to I bring up, I've already seen some frustration coming. Coach Danny Cruz's way on there, and I'm not saying he doesn't deserve any any uh, brunt of the uh, – 
uh, of criticism here. But to me, like a lot of the problem is is how some of these players are, are playing these things. Some of these shots, like Coach Cruz cannot control when a player is just blasting a ball widely off target when these guys are making their shooting opportunities. He can only coach them so far. You kind of set the set the pieces as they will, and then they've got to go out there and play the game. I don't think that he got it wrong uh, tactically as far as the formation we played, and I don't think he got it wrong as far as the personnel selection, whether that was the starting lineup or the substitution. We just had guys not executing. I know he values competition, and he's not been afraid to change up these lineups when things have been working throughout the season. But it's hard when when no when no hand is is hot right now. It's um you know we we were really I think hoping and banking on the Elijah Widener and Dylan Mayer substitutions kind of sparking something. But like it, it, you know sometimes like that spark just doesn't come, and and you need guys like like Brian Ombi to really kind of be finding the target. Wilson Harris like that that is his, his sole job. I, again, I think there's just a little too much rush and urgency when they have the ball in the final third and not enough patience looking for that, that great shooting opportunity. I'd rather them pass on the 20% shot and go for the you know, 60 70 80% shot. Well, and it, it's hard to simulate that, like this sort of situation in a practice. You can try really hard, but it's really hard to do that. We did get a nice question in. Thank you all so much for texting, and we love hearing from you all. Did you see lack of energy or lack of execution? I mean, for me, it's more of lack of execution. I really don't doubt the 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 energy expenditure of the team, the, the the hustle, I don't think that was particularly the problem there. It was just the execution on thing. Uh, I mean, towards the end of the match, again, we were getting really crabby about some of these crosses that were going into nowhere. I'm particularly perturbed about some of these these wild, errant shots. And then just, you know, but my thing with the, some of the defensive laps is like, those things are going to happen. You need to do your best to stymie them. So I'm a little bit more forgiving, honestly, on our defensive. See, you're too nice. One. I'm like, I that am. is not acceptable for me defensively. That is 100% not. For Hernandez to be able to get the ball the way that he did, completely wide open, running at the back line, 100% unacceptable. That should not happen. I, 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 I don't disagree, and I am frustrated with it. But, but to me... The bigger concern is our offense. Like we have a we have a lot of powers here, and and they just were not executing. They it just felt like things were getting too frantic in the final third. Not not enough not enough composure. Yeah, I definitely think it comes down to composure. I think it is lack of execution, but I think some of that does come from energy. What energy are you bringing? Are you having that mindset yeah, of? I'm going to do whatever it takes to score a goal. Do you have that killer mentality when you get into that box that this cross is coming in, it's mine, it's no one else's, and I just haven't seen that. And if you don't have that sort of energy mentality, then you're not going to have the execution. So in order to have the execution, you have to have it. I think they kind of go hand in hand, and I think Louisville City is lacking both kind of going forward offensively. I think they do well getting there, but then it just kind of deflates when they get into the final third. You know what this team needs? I know I know that, like, Right now in the locker room, Coach Danny Cruz is going to be hot, and he's going to get on the media call, and he's going to be hot, and he's not going to hold back. I, you can just kind of tell these games go how he's going to react, and I'm and I'm and that's absolutely going to happen. What I think needs to happen though is I want to see some of these player leaders step up and show that same kind of anger. They need to lay into themselves and their teammates and really help light that spark. I mean that this is like this is you need that veteran presence. To remind these younger guys who haven't been around to lift these trophies that some of these other guys have, like, this isn't what this team is about. We are better than this. Guys like, you know, like Paulo De Piccolo and Brian Ownby, they need to go around and tell everybody this isn't good enough. 
myself included. Well, they have to know it's 100% unacceptable. And, you know, they they've still have two matches. Both of those matches are going to be at home at Lynn Family Stadium. We'll get a little bit more to about those matches, get a little bit more into that. After this break, we'll talk about the upcoming matches at home at Lynn Family Stadium. We'll be right back here on ESPN Louisville. The Boost by Kroger Plus membership is more than worth it. Because every time you shop for your groceries, you get two times fuel points and free delivery on your purchase. Try it free for 30 days and start saving big today. With Boost by Kroger Plus, you'll have less worries and more rewards. So what are you waiting for? Join now. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Eligible for free grocery delivery on orders over $35. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Nansen Craft Florist, family owned and operated in Louisville since 1850. A local one-stop shop for flowers, whether it's for a special occasion or no reason at all. Nansen Craft Florist, 141 Breckenridge Lane. Call 502-897-6551 for nationwide shipping and same-day local delivery for any occasion. Online at nansencraft.com. Remember, you don't need a reason to brighten someone's day with beautiful flowers from Nansen Craft. Proud partner of Louisville City FC. You've got ants inside the house, mosquitoes outside the house, moles burrowing in your lawn, and termites eating your house from inside out. You're completely surrounded. Luckily, OPC Pest Services has a Four Seasons program that can help. OPC has been providing quality pest services since 1972. Protect your home and property and call OPC Pest Services for a free estimate at 969-9635 or visit opcpest.com. Again, that's 969-9635 or visit opcpest.com. Energy comes in a world of forms. So LG&E and KU are creating Kentucky's sustainable energy future using a mix of sources. The right mix of balanced and flexible, of responsible and affordable. With new thinking and investing in modern natural gas plants, four times more solar than previously planned, and our most customer efficiency programs ever. The right mix, moving us toward a cleaner energy future today. back here with the post-game wrap-up brought to you by the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety. Louisville City on the road against New Mexico United in Albuquerque, New Mexico and fall 2-0. A very shocking defeat for Louisville City, but one that they're going to have to regroup and come back from stronger because they've got two really big matchups coming up uh, in just a week's time. Uh, first Hartford and then 
the wonderful Tampa Bay matchup a week later. Wow, you couldn't have a, a two more wildly different matches. One Hartford, arguably one of the the worst teams in the league. But to be fair to Hartford's credit, when we went up there early in the season, they held it to uh, to a nice boring draw. That match was probably one of the more boring games that Louisville City maybe have ever played. This is the, that's, That was the kind of match, the cliche, that somebody who doesn't like soccer and enjoys soccer, that's the kind that they point to and say, see, this is why soccer's dumb. I mean, Hartford bunkered down and prevented us from scoring, and that's a good strategy against Louisville City this season, unfortunately, because, because of the offensive lows. But on the other hand, the match after that, an enormous matchup against the Tampa Bay Rowdies. I mean, you know the USL people, when they were putting the schedule together, one of the first things they did, like, hey, let's do the Rowdies. Let's do, let's do the Rowdies in Louisville City, the very How last How fun game. would that be? And lo and behold, the shocker to absolutely nobody, it's going to be a big, important match. I was hoping it was going to be a big nothing burger. We get the job done. We lock up a, a good spot in the playoffs, and it wouldn't matter for anything significant, but it does because we're still in the heat of the battle. Casey, what are your thoughts on these upcoming matches? <sighs> You know, I was hoping that I could sit here and say, well, you know, like they've uh, put themselves in a great position with the win tonight, but that's not the case. So these next two matches, especially the Hartford one, becomes one that I think minimum four oh, they have to win. Minimum. Oh, yeah, the thump has to be because they have to get a the points. They have to get the three points. Yep. They have to begin to build their goal differential because now they're down another goal. Let me check just to make sure I'm giving you the correct amount. They have a goal differential of minus two right now. And historically they've been like so, what, plus ten? Like Right. So just completely unacceptable there. Um and so they have to get goals and then they have to put themselves in a positive mindset, a positive spin as they're going into the Tampa Bay game because even though Tampa Bay is sitting second they've clinched their spot they are definitely I would probably say they're going to be having some home field advantage they're they're sitting they're sitting pretty you know so they're good but that doesn't mean that they're going to want to come out the last game of the season and just completely flop I mean it's they might not play all of their players it might be a little bit different of a rotation I don't know but they're going to want to come out and put together a good performance so it's not going to be an easy game yeah I think they're going to field a competitive lineup it'll be uh, we'll have to wait and see as far as if it's going to be a lot of the regular starters or not but they're not going to be just kind of going out there ho-hum like fooling around they I think they're still I mean regardless of our form they're still going to have a level of respect for Louisville City and know that these two teams could theoretically meet in the playoffs is not outside the realm of expectations and you I mean you want to get a win and get some confidence over them and especially if they know they have the opportunity to prevent Louisville City from having a shot at a home playoff thing they could add that nice little extra sting there so that one's gonna be particularly important but to your point about Hartford yeah, you absolutely have to beat them. You have to get all three points. And really, you need to thump them, not only for the goal differential, but really just for the, for the vibes, for the feelings. Like, you need to get some confidence heading into that Tampa Bay match and the playoffs. And that's their last really good opportunity to get a nice, big, convincing win. Well, I think in order to do that, we have to fill the fan. We have to get fans out there to these matches. So if you don't have tickets yet, you need to go and buy them. You need to be at the match. You can visit lucity.com slash tickets or call at 502-LUCITY to get tickets for both of those matches. Uh, and also throw that in their racing plays at home on Friday. And after the result that they had today, that also becomes a very important win against the Orlando Pride. It's their final home match so you've got racing Friday night on I believe that's the 6th am I right there and then Lou City is the 7th 
Yeah, they're they're back to back. They're back to back. So Friday is racing, so you can six and seven. you know visit racing Lou fc.com slash tickets or call it 502 loose city to get your racing tickets and then while you're there why not just say hey let's get some uh, loose city tickets too and come watch some soccer next weekend for friday and saturday because both of those are must win matches for both teams so the more people that we can have in the stands the better yeah there's a couple uh a couple matches that need to happen tomorrow for the NWSL to get a better idea of the table situation. But again, like we were saying earlier in the broadcast, that loss against the Red Stars makes things look really bleak and makes that mountain just that much more steeper. Um, so, I mean, we'll come to see how important that match is going to be this upcoming Friday for them in terms of making the playoffs. But worst case scenario, it's going to be an opportunity for them to get a little bit of positive momentum heading into the um, the postseason. Maybe you'll see a bit of a little bit of a roster shakeup depending on that situation, and a few players might get more opportunities to play and kind of see what they have as the team heads into the offseason trying to determine, you know, who's going to who they're going to resign, who's going to go. I mean, there's going to be an expansion draft coming up. That's going to be another real important decision that the club's going to have to make on who they retain and whatnot. So still a lot to, to watch for, for with racing, regardless of how things shake out in the playoff front. Yeah, I mean, they've just been such a fun team. And to watch the growth that they've had this season, I know I'll be at the game Friday night cheering them on. They're they're always so excited to watch and can't wait to see where this team goes. And, hey, I mean, you never know what the NWSL. Things could line up and they could still end up in the playoffs. It's they take so care possible. of business. It's, yep. it's that crazy of a league. But, Ben, final thoughts on the match tonight. Final I mean, thoughts. It's disappointing and yet another missed opportunity. A team that we should have, I mean, at least been competitive with. Really doesn't, you know, a 2 0 scoreline doesn't look like it, especially when you go back and see that two players were sent off for New Mexico. I mean, a pretty toothless offensive attack. The coaching staff cannot at all be thrilled about that. I hope the players really take a take some good time and reflect on this because they need to shake it off and get something going early. I mean, it's a little too late to string together um, a nice run of form heading into the playoffs. I mean, they've lost three of their last five. Like, that's, that's, that's two hit or miss. That's some Swiss cheese in the in the team form you're, you're looking at there. So it's uh, you know, it's 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 funny though that we, we do all this. I guess kind of complaining and doom and gloom. It sounds like because we're still ultimately have already we're locked up play- our yeah. our playoff spot. But that goes to show what the standard is at Louisville City, and I I don't think it's unreasonable for us to not compromise on that. I completely agree, and, and I think it was a frustrating performance. I think they're going to have to take a big look in the mirror to see. What do they want from this season? Because the way that they're going right now, they're not going to get anything from it. We'll have the one playoff match, and that'll be it with the way that it's going. And so, I don't want I, that. I, I don't think anybody wants that. And it'll be the first year that they don't make the uh, Eastern Conference Finals, which again would be a massive disappointment, uh, especially given the number of talent that the players that they brought back from last season. So I think it's just they have to do some serious reflecting, some soul searching in this week. And the Hartford game is going to be. I I think the tell tell sign of what team is going to be showing up for the end of the season because I think that really that game has to be the turning point and if you don't perform that game I, I don't really know where else you can go from there. Last little note of that Hartford game will be the return of Antoine Hopeno. The flow now with the Hartford Athletic will be coming back to Louisville. Cannot wait to see Opano. He always he always brings some flair. I will say he's, we talk about passion earlier. He's got the passion. He is a, he's he's one fiery fellow and might be the one bright spot on that on that roster. But we'll we'll see what happens. I can't be too disrespectful again. We didn't exactly beat them last time. No, but uh, I think that is uh, going to be all from us tonight. Uh, 
Benton, thanks for coming and joining me. Hey, everybody, we got to give a shout out to Casey Whitfield. She <laughs> normally is a color commentator, but she kind of just stepped up and did play by Never play. Never done play by play. We were going to kind of wing it, do a little bit of like a mixed color thing, unique thing. And she's just like, you know what? I'm going to be play by play. And she did a phenomenal job. So, Casey, Awesome job. It was a blast working with you. appreciate you letting me come and step in for uh, for the uh, MIA. Jeff Milby had a fun time despite the result. Despite the result, it was a good time. Uh, we enjoyed our time here. And I want to give a shout out to Jeff Milby and his family. Hope everything is going well. And we can't wait to have him return with an addition to the family as well. So thank you guys for listening to us. Sorry the result wasn't exciting as the broadcast was. Because we know this is probably the best broadcast of the season i'm gonna have to say louisville city on the road to new mexico falls 2-0 that is all we have for you folks so long jefferson animal hospital and regional emergency center has been serving louisville and southern indiana communities open 24 hours 365 days for emergency and routine examinations does your pet currently need vaccines a middle of the night appointment provides the same high quality care and affordable cost as a regular mid-afternoon appointment at Jefferson Animal 24-Hour Hospital. Doctors and trained staff are always here to care for your pet. Schedule your pet's next checkup at jeffersonanimalhospital.com. At Cooper's Craft, we know the barrel makes the bourbon. That's why we make the barrels. Our master coopers raise our barrels by hand, then toast and char the white oak to craft distinct expressions. From the gentle character of our original 82.2 proof to our bold barrel reserve, 100 proof. We use our barrel expertise to build better bourbon from the ground up. Cooper's Craft. Drink responsibly. Cooper's Craft Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. 41.1-50% alcohol by volume. Brown Foreman, Louisville, Kentucky. From their first steps to their first dance. High chairs to high school. At Norton Children's, we know that when you're a parent...